episode of Zenochat. I am one of the hosts, Tyler, along with my co-host, Justin. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. All right, and we have some uh, new and old faces alike. Uh, first up, we have um, uh, we have Mary. Hello. And we have uh, Pure returning with us. Hello, my name is Pure, and uh, I'll be your Xeno villain for the day. <laughs> The day, more like every day. <laughs> All right, and we have a new face joining us, and that is Brielle. Yep, hello. Did I say that right? Yep, you said it perfect. Okay, okay sorry. Um, all right, um, so today's episode, we're kind of uh, talking about uh, personal stories that impact us with from the uh, Zeno franchise. Um but before we go into that, we have just a, a little bit of our usual shtick to go through. Um, so first up, news. Um, we don't have too much news since we kind of went over a lot of it from the last episode. Um, um, Pure, did you want to uh, discuss something? Because you had a book you're going to talk about, right? Oh, oh no. He's he's giving me the floor already. All right. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, I, I guess I'll talk. I don't think I've really necessarily announced this properly in the past, I guess. I, I definitely talked about it on Twitter in a reply to somebody. Um, I said something like, I, I left a tweet saying something like, uh, uh, so Sagira, his name, his name is more pronounced like Sagira in Japanese. I, that sounds really awkward when you're speaking English, so I'm just going to call him, I'm going to call him Sagira. Um, he did like some interview at Famitsu and... I of uh, the tweet saying something like, "If he had written a book about Monosoft, I believe fifty percent of it. I take twenty five percent of it with a grain of salt, and I wouldn't believe the other twenty five percent at all." <laughs> and somebody said something like, "Would you ever consider writing a Xeno book and something like that?" And I I just told them the truth. I was like, "Well, yeah, I actually have like two hundred pages written already." So, <laughs> oh wow, that's crazy. Oh man, that's I, I would I would. Yeah, I would have to rewrite some of it, though. It was uh, we're not originally written to be a book. It was more just a document where I was just writing mm-hmm. stuff down. And uh, I, I wasn't always in a good mood when I was writing it. <laughs> it, it, it was originally oh. written as something to just jot things down in like a sort of a summary whenever I saw, I don't know, something like that could be considered misinformative about Xeno, which is basically you're going to if you look at. If you look in your Twitter and you follow anyone that retweets other Xeno people, you're going to see that every day. It's, it's going to. Mm. You know how that makes me, you know how that makes me feel. So uh, that's yeah. how it started, and then it became something like I should probably make this more like something that could be released because it wasn't. I was really just writing it for me, just to have it there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it now, then it was becoming something, something like, that you might see released. Like it was coming more orderly. Um, so yeah, two hundred pages. It's not even halfway done. It's supposed to be fifty chapters. So I haven't even done half of that yet. So it's wow. it's uh, yeah, it's. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be. It would be released necessarily as a book. It would be free mm-hmm. when it's released. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I had stopped working on it for a long time because I had a big stretch of time where, uh, at around October, I just something something happened where I just I couldn't get myself to even get angry about Zeno anymore. <laughs> I, can't, I I couldn't even get myself to care about Zeno at all. Not even like in, in a negative way. So I just it had just disappeared from me. I wasn't working on anything Zeno for. Until around Definitive Edition came out, 
Uh, I call it definitive edition and not deluxe edition, as I tend to do back in um, <laughs> Yeah, but then that was coming out and people were asking me stuff all over again about Xeno. I started getting back into it and I started <laughs> writing it again. I, I'm sure you guys have heard about the, the fabled Xeno project, which is completely separate from this. Started working on that again. So I'm, I'm kind of back in the rope of things again. So, yeah, that's... Uh, that's cool. It's where Xeno goes. <laughs> that's kind of what I've been up to. That is cool. Oh. That is really that cool. That is really cool. I look I really look forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. All of us will. I'm really curious to meet that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we will definitely announce it when it's released on the podcast for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. You guys so you guys before we got on the podcast I had mentioned you guys had mentioned that you knew that um was Boss Fight Books is gonna release a Xenogears book. Uh I can't see yeah. in the near future. It's gonna be a while. Uh they, I don't think they found an author for it yet. Uh, actually, one of the reasons why I started working on the, my quote book again was uh, I, when I had saw that I it really hit me in in, the, in that moment where mm-hmm. if a Zeno if anyone and this sounds really condescending but I can't imagine a Zeno book being written by a fan and it not having mm-hmm. something in there that is completely like inaccurate just something about development or something. Uh, that would be like really wrong. Even even the most authoritative fandom sections have this problem. So that's when I was like, "Oh God, okay, I really need to stop putting this off because I don't like Xenos. <laughs> I have to actually get the writing." <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad you fell back into Xeno, even if you're kind of have a love hate relationship with it, or mostly hate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. I think it's always interesting to to read your like take on on things. It's always cool. So, now, is there anything else like news wise? I know we covered a lot in the last episode. Cosmos is um, still on standby. That's pretty much it for a figurine. <laughs> <laughs> there's a yeah, I can't think of anything. There's a million figure coming apparently, but I'm like, I don't, I don't think they mentioned a date yet. Yeah, I don't yeah. even think there's a mold of it yet either. Yeah, it just it just announced that they're working on it. It is a thing that will exist <laughs> at some point. At some point. Yeah. Yeah, no, I some I did this last time. I feel like I should do it again. I, uh, do you remember uh, how long it took to get part one and part two of the first one I was on release? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it took forever. I do remember that. So, yeah. remember how uh, when I went on, I don't think that second part was released when I went on the second episode I was on, I, and I think I did a thing where uh, I was thinking of things that had happened in the gap between part one and part two was released. <laughs> yes, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I, I, you know, the last time I was on your podcast, I think it was February 2019. I don't think it was April, I think yeah. it was February. It's kind of crazy to that think sounds, about that. <laughs> that sounds right, that was for yeah. the myths and misconceptions episode, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, yeah. I, I remember. <laughs> I remember showing that to somebody because they were like, "Oh, you were on a was he in a podcast?" And I was like, "Yeah, I was on two episodes." They're like, "How did how did how did they manage you? To, how did they manage getting you on that?" And I didn't feel like answering that question. I didn't want to tell them that it was my idea. Um, so, but, but then he saw he saw the thumbnail, the most cursed thumbnail in history for that episode. <sighs> I'm so even killing characters. Oh, of course he was. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I, things that have happened since February 2019, and uh, today is July 3rd, uh, 2020. Um, 
Xenoblade Definitive Edition got announced in, what, September 2019? Something like that. Which sounds about right. It was, uh, yeah, it was September 2019. I, had, yeah. I get confused about it because I keep thinking uh, June 2019 because I had known about it in May. So wow. That, I keep thinking that got announced then, but it was actually Zelda that got announced then. Yeah. Uh, and then that got announced in September 2019 and came out in May. Um, actually, funny story. I, I, I don't think this counts as a recollection, but uh, I guess it's close enough. These are these are things that happened in the past that are really odd. But I got a free Switch from Sony, somebody from Monosoft. Wow. And nice. it had Xenoblade on it. Like, like three weeks before it came out. Oh, that's crazy. Nice. The interesting part isn't that 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 happened in itself. The the I can't even call it interesting; it's just frustrating. But what happened after that, uh, when I had started playing it, was when I was about maybe like twenty percent into the game because I was playing it a lot on portable mode because I can't get myself to want to play it on my TV because it's a Xeno game and I just don't want to. Um, so. I, uh, my, so my, my actual Switch, my normal Switch, my Joy-Cons don't really work. This is, like, a very common thing. For some reason, Joy-Cons just don't last for more than, like, two seconds. Uh, so in the new one he gives me, which is completely fresh, it is, is completely, nobody's ever used it. 20% into the game, the Joy-Cons crap out on me. They just stop working. I start complaining to him. And he he doesn't really know what to say. He's just like, well, you know, it sucks to suck, bro. That's basically his response. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, it, it I couldn't get myself. I can like fix it. Like the the other ones I have kind of work. The ones that he gave me just don't work anymore. Like I I can't I can't do anything with them. Like they just don't work. That really sucks. And I even left a tweet like when like uh, like yeah when I realized I couldn't fix it, I was like, oh, I got a second switch or something and. Uh, the Joy Cons are fucking shit on that one too. Is something that's what the tweet said. I don't remember exactly what it said. It was something like that, and just just horrible. And another thing I found out was not even until I didn't even notice it until after I'd beaten the game. And apparently, that version of Xenoblade I have isn't the released version. It's some like oh, version. it's like a pre-release build. Yeah, it's like some. It's basically the released version, but there's like some debugging that they didn't do on it. So I I was noticing. I was like, wow, these menus are fucking terrible. They're buggy and. It was like the only thing about the game that was buggy, and I was like, "Oh, huh. he's like that version is not the version that everyone else has. It's a version where, like, for some reason in that version, the menus just are bad. I, I don't know. I guess there's one more thing I talk I could talk about, but I don't. I was telling, I was debating with myself even now if I should talk about it, especially since I'm like the only person talking, and it feels. Weird. <laughs> I mean, I feel we like could I'm, we could swap to uh, Quiddy's intro to Zeno and come back to. Embezzled stuff, I guess. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, yeah don't worry. We'll, we'll have plenty of time for uh, story time with Pure yeah. after yeah, Queenie it's, introduces it's, herself. It's really horrible. I, again, once again, I came on thinking I'm not going to have that much to talk about. And then I come on. <laughs> and this is why you're always welcome. You, got, you have weird stuff to talk about. Yeah, we all, like hearing yeah, it. All of that hear. poison just comes right out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so, uh, Brielle, would you like to go into your Zeno? Uh, origin story for us? Sure. Um, I was introduced uh, into Zeno back in high school in uh, 2003 when uh, Saga came out. I had always seen Xenogears in the stores growing up, but mm-hmm. I never got to play it until Saga. 
loved Saga so much uh, with the first episode that I went to my local used game store and immediately picked up a copy of uh, Xenogears and fell deep in love with this series, and I've been a fan of the series since. That's really nice. all there is to say it. <laughs> Short and sweet, I like it. Yep. What uh, What's your experience with the Xenoblade series? If Xenoblade, um, I actually have a very mixed bag with it. Um, mm-hmm. The battle system is a very, very um, real-time action, so um, I've never really been a big fan of like the like real-time action RPGs, so it's been like hit or miss. I did go ahead and play a decent bit of X, but mm-hmm. um, I didn't own my own Wii at the time when uh, Xenoblade um, Chronicles came out. And mm-hmm. I just completely, honestly, I have slept on two because I, I have a, I have a very mixed bag about that one. But that's my own personal opinion. Fair. I've heard it's a good game, and I'm willing to give it a shot once, um, once I have a little bit more on my backlog, dropped, and the price goes down to a decent. That, that totally fair. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. So. Yep. Okay. All right. Exactly. I I will say I am envious of you seeing Xenogears all over because I swear I could not find Xenogears at all for the longest time. I don't know what happened. I guess like every store in Jersey sold out or something. Maybe all the Xeno fans just bought them. I don't know. I just I just could not find that game until like I think it was like maybe two thousand six ish where like I found uh, one of the greatest hits versions, like when Square did that big reprint for all their titles, like I found a copy from that. Yeah, and yeah, that's, yeah. How, that's how I got. Yeah, that's how I got it. Was when they did the used, greatest hit. I used reprint. to see it in video stores where you could rent stuff, but aside from that, like I think in my area, I would see it fairly often enough. It's just I never really picked it up till after finishing Saga. So yeah. Yeah, I find it weird that you couldn't find it though, Justin, because we actually grew up in the same area. That's what I'm saying. Like, I never really saw Xenogears. I remember hearing about it, but like, I just couldn't find it. Though, then again, um, I did spend a few years out of the country. I, w- I was living in Europe from like 2000 to 2005. So maybe that was part of the reason too. But like, I did come back to the country a lot and I still would never see Xenogears. <laughs> That's. That's just that that baffles me because I would see it at Kmart, I'd see it at Walmart, Jeez. I'd see it at all the local superstores all the time. That's so weird. Saga, I saw that everywhere, and I still see Saga everywhere. But Gears, nope. <laughs> I see Saga one and two fairly frequently in like used place, but three though is three is hard to find. Oh. <sighs> yes, it is. It pops up here and there. Uh, I've seen it a few times in, yeah, in New York. for a very high price, though. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad I got mine. Same. I have the same copy I got in 2006 when I picked up the pre-order. Same. Alright, so if we don't have anything else about our troubles finding Xeno games, <laughs> I guess oh. let's go back to round two of Storytime with Pure. Oh, actually, I actually have a, a, a Xenogear story about before I had played it, saw it, oh, knew nothing really? about Zeno. You know, this is this is pre Zeno pure. Very oh rare. man! Wow. Uh, point before. of view. You know, people people forget that a pre Zeno pure exists. 
even the though I was innocent like, boy. You no, know, I was I was in my fifties when Xenogears came out. Anyway, so. <laughs> so, um, one day I went to go. Uh, you know, it was, it was the nineties. It was ninety eight. You know, back when people still rented games and actually physically went to go rent games. You know, back when people went outside to pick up their games. <laughs> Um, no so way! <laughs> I, I remember the, the name of the place. It was it was Video Vault. It was in Brooklyn. It's back. Yeah, I used to live in Brooklyn back then, and uh, I had a choice between two games that kind of caught my eye to to go rent. And they were pretty new. One of them was Zena Years, and the other one was Parasite Eve. Oh. So I wasn't sure which one to pick. You know, I was, you know, I was only going to take one. I didn't feel like running two games. So, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, yeah, I think I know which one I'm going to pick. And I'm sure you guys know which one I picked. Xenogears. <laughs> Obviously you picked Parasite Eve. Yep. That would have been the correct choice. Well, uh, those who know my history know the answer, of course. <laughs> I went and I picked up. The right choice, Parasite. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it took, it actually took a little while for me to get around to Xenogears. I, I, to this day, no regrets. Uh, at the time, maybe I wouldn't have been thinking that, but now that I've, I've woken up to the truth of Xeno, I, uh, you know, I kind of look back at it. I was like, you know, I'm real glad I picked Parasite. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> well, that's beautiful. It's it's so strange. I I could just sit here and and talk about Zeno like this, and you guys just laugh. It's you know, there's some people that get pretty mad when I when I talk about Zeno like that. <laughs> but I mean, it's just funny the way you you say it and stuff. And I mean, everyone have their own experience and and stuff. And I mean, we're not gonna miss, we're gonna we're not gonna judge you for. Any of exactly, yeah. Don't worry, I'm laughing to cover up how much I'm judging you inside. You're breaking my heart right now. <laughs> Justin, yeah, no. My, my, my fists are really clenched right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. Like that picture of the dude of the dude crying with like the laughing mask. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So, who's next? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was actually going to say, I kind of can relate with uh, not picking up uh, Xenogears when it came out, because when I first saw it, uh, I honestly was just like, I just thought it was just going to be some corny uh, Asian guy, like, simulated RPG. I had no idea what I was going to be in for. Oh, <laughs> it's not entirely off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Krellian's whole thing. I mean, if he wasn't horny on main, none of this would have happened. That's fair. I was I was a kid when uh, when Gears came out, so for me, I was just like, I don't know if I'm gonna like this. I hardly was able to get through most of Final Fantasy seven and six, so I don't know if I can get into another Square game yet right away. I'm still going through Chrono Trigger and 4, so I don't know if I want to deal with another one. This one looks like anime. (laughs) 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 It's anime, no. The irony is how many people say that Zeno Gears is an anime. (laughs) Oh, 
I was a kid, and my I was I had a very um not anime friendly family, so I tried to avoid a lot of the anime stuff just just to just to keep them off my back, just to keep them from picking on me. Yeah, I don't care anymore. Oh, that's so sad. That is sad indeed. Yeah. You know, you know, Justin. Maybe stronger. It's weird that you say there's some people that would say, "Well, Xenogears is an anime, or does it look anime?" Which, because I, I try to picture a scenario where someone's like sitting in their room, you know, it's maybe in the mid two thousands, they're playing it after release, and you know, maybe maybe like a family member walks in or a friend walks in, they're like, "Oh, what are you playing there?" And he's just like, "Oh, I'm you know playing my." Uh, Playing my favorite Western RPG, like you just fool them into thinking that, like just bored. Just saying, yeah, I'm playing the new Fallout. <laughs> yeah, this is it. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, I remember the first time I actually experienced Dino Gears was on the demo disc that came with Parasite Eve, right? Or yeah, I think it was Parasite Eve. I think yeah, might have been yeah. I just stared at yeah. it multiple times when I went to rent out games because I would go often, but I never picked it up till later. <laughs> I miss those old uh, SquareSoft demo discs. Like that's actually how I found out about FF Seven. Uh, my brother and I we rented Tollball Number One back in the day. Yeah, and then it had an FF Seven de- demo disc, and then I remember we we played it, and we we weren't really into RPGs at that point. And then I remember playing it, watching my brother play it for like 10 minutes, and then him just being like, this is stupid. <laughs> and he turns it off. Dude, I have a, I have a Wild Arms 2 demo. This It's still in the sleeve, still in the shrink wrap. Oh, wow. Never opened, Never played it in my life. I, I got it in the mail. It was part of some, I don't know, PlayStation magazine or something. They just gave it to you. And oh. I've never, never, never played it. Just sits, just still sitting there today, along with Earthbound and the shrink wrap. Another game I got when it was new. Oh, yeah, you never told us it. about that. Yeah. Yeah, yep. Yep, still there. Still haven't wow. played it since that podcast. Jeez. <laughs> wow. I mean, at this point, you may as well keep it sealed for how much that goes for these days. Oh, yeah, ma- yeah, imagine holding off on playing a game for so long that it's like, oh, this is so valuable now because it's sealed. It's been 20-something years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I watched somebody go ahead and get a copy of that game uh, for $800 with the strategy guide, and the box was opened only once. That is insane. How do you like track that? I've only opened a box once. Is like, do you just buy the game, open, but like, all right, I'm good, and then just like <laughs> close it and throw it in your closet? Apparently, I think that the owner said that they played the game, didn't open the strategy guide at all, so the strategy guide was still sealed, and then put it right back in the box and never touched it again. <laughs> I think they got like a. They got a regular copy, but they kept a special edition on the side, knowing that one day it would be valuable. Jeez. Good old Magfest. <laughs> convention seems so cool. weird. But yeah. Alright, any other, or well, who wants to say their next Zeno personal story? I guess like, uh, Saga, I guess talk about like the first time I played Saga. I'd always heard about Zeno Saga. Um, I also heard a whole sorts of weird rumors about Saga at the time. Like, I remember hearing that Saga was technically a Zeno Gears prequel, because that was like the popular freaking theory to spread at the time. But when I eventually got a copy of it, um, I, I think I got it through GameStop and, and it was a used copy. And then I came home and I put the disc in, game was cool. And then I, 
got I got to the first battle. I was like, all right, I'm into this. This is kind of neat. And then like the game would just kept on freezing. And every time I would get to that one battle, the game would freeze. So yeah, and what's really weird is I ended up getting another copy later on. And if I load a save file past that first battle, it will play perfectly. It's just that one battle that for some reason the disc, I guess that sector of the disc is messed up or some, or corrupted. Yeah. So it just refuses to load there. And something that I've been meaning to do and I never actually did it was I actually want to like take that disc and just like put it in like a geocache or something and just like hide it somewhere. Just send somebody on a quest to go find a broken Xenosaga episode one. <laughs> Yeah, it sucks when a game does that, though. Like, you get to avoid yeah. it the game and just start to freeze because the disc is messed up. That, that's always frustrating. It is always weird. And I, I like, keep it now because every time I look at that disc, every time I think of Saga 1, I think about that disc that just, like, refused to work. It's just, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened with that disc. Yeah. It's one of the weirdest things. I do have a Xenosaga story about when I first played it. Yeah, go ahead. Right. <laughs> go for it. This will this will completely ruin my image of people thinking I know everything was you know because back when I actually first played these games I uh, didn't care about about Monosoft whatsoever I did not even like think twice about them uh, that wasn't a thing until like the 2010s like the early part of the 2010s but mm-hmm. with the first Xenosaga now uh, when you go into a shop there's like different tabs in the shops and you can kind of buy armor in one spot and, and stuff like that. Well, the first time I played, I assumed that Cosmos wasn't able to have her armor purchased at all because it just, I, I guess I was just thinking about it from a lore end and I was like, this would never happen. You would never buy armor for the special robot. It would never happen. <laughs> so the entire time I'm playing, I'm thinking, and I'm going through it. Most of the characters are really overpowered for some reason, except for Cosmos. She hits hard, but she's taking so much damage that I'm thinking, wow, I can't believe she's so fragile. I'm talking to my friend like, Wow, you know, why is Cosmos so fragile? Is that like a like a canon thing? Is she just not able to take a hit? She was like, that's not right at all. It's like, you, did you, you know, did you buy like other armor? What, 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 you know, what's going on here? And I was like, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, you could buy armor for Cosmos? I'm almost done with the game. Like, I'm, I'm like 80% of the game. I, like, I'm getting, I'm thinking I'm close to like, to like that, the, uh, to like Song of Nephilim. Really oh, wow. awesome. and, I'm just like, and at that moment, I'm thinking, you, you, yeah, you can buy armor for Cosmos. So it was like, that's a, that's a thing. Oh, all right. And then, oh, I, and then I was like, oh, I, you know, I got the armor. I'm like, oh, I guess this is why everybody uses this character. I was like, you, should, you know, she's really strong. And I'm just like, all right, I feel I, I might have felt slightly stupid after that. So yeah, well, those are always the best when you like discover a mechanic like way too late into a game. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then it would turn out that the next game would have no fucking shops, so apparently <laughs> right? so, someone, yeah, just so cursed that that happened after that experience. That's so funny. Even though it's not Xeno-related, um, I actually have a very similar story that happened recently with Final Fantasy VII Remake. So I am playing that game, and, I'm, and you know, I'm enjoying it. I'm like, all right, this game's kind of fun, cool. And I went up to, I think, I was like 27 hours into the game, and I finally realized that I can actually pick higher level magic. So I've been using just level one fire, level one ice oh, no. the entire game. And like 26 hours into it, I was like, wait a second. 
if I press this, I can select Fireaga or Fyra, or and then I can actually use a higher level cure. <laughs> and, and I was just like, oh my goodness, I've been playing this game all wrong like this whole time. And the messed up part about it is, I wasn't having that much trouble with the game. There was maybe one or two bosses that were kind of tricky, but like, I was having a pretty easy time while just using the level one magic. <laughs> oh. That sounds awful. It is. Yeah. yeah and then once I figured that out, then like the game, the rest of the game was a breeze, but I'm just like, how did I not realize this for so long? <laughs> yeah, it can no, definitely there's... happen sometimes some games. Like, oh my god. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I can relate because like with Xenoblade for the longest time, I didn't know you could like gift items between party members to raise affinity. So I would just, the only way I would raise affinity is like doing quests and fights and it's like wow this takes a long time <laughs> yeah that, rem- that reminds me of uh of uh, my first uh experience with uh Zero saga i did not understand the boost mechanic at all and enemies would kill me left and right and i would get so upset that i would just like i would turn the game off for like hours on end and then pick it back up and still not understand the boost mechanic i didn't understand it until my second playthrough <laughs> oh, no. oh. <laughs> i think i can't quite recall the first time i played zero saga one how i reacted to it but i think i had bit of trouble to understand the mechanic at first because like since I had not played Zero Years Zero Years before, like it was really different than all the other turn based RPG had played, so I think it took me a while to to grasp the system as well a little bit. But yeah. Can't recall further than that. Yeah. I'm trying to think there there's one uh another fun Zeno story where like I guess this is me discovering a mechanic, or I guess it's a bug that made me enjoy the game more. So in Zenal Blade 2, I recently discovered that you can attack cancel by moving. And it's like one of the stupidest, most broken mechanics in the game. Because like for a long time I played Zenal Blade 2 and I kind of didn't like the fact that you couldn't attack and move at the same time. And then, then I found out that like if you're Morag, for example, and use like the long swords, it has like a really slow cycle. But if you like just gently tap the stick as she after she swings it, she'll immediately reset the animation and do another attack very quickly. So if you just like keep tapping the stick in rhythm, you could just do a, a crap ton of damage in like no time and just fill up your arts in like almost instantly. <laughs> That's crazy. And that like once I found that out, that was just like a game changer. <laughs> like. Wow. The ga- the game just started becoming stupid at that point because now it's just like, well, I, I nothing in this game can kill me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That is crazy. And then another, f- I'll, I'll just tell one more. Then you can go. Another fun Xenoblade Two story. I, I know I've told this on a podcast before, but like, there's a story of how I got Cosmos in that game, where uh, I was playing Xenoblade Two, and I honestly didn't really enjoy it for the first like. I want to say maybe 10 hours or so. I didn't really care for the game a whole lot. And then I got to, I think it's end of chapter three where you get Mithra and you have, and then the, you have like those fights right beforehand. And I remember once we got to the custody with Mithra, we get Mithra, my switch crashed no. <laughs> in the middle of that cutscene, And I was pissed. Uh. 
I stopped, I turned the game off. I stopped playing it for a good, like, week, week and a half, maybe. And, like, yeah. And I was just like, I am not playing this game. I am done. I cannot do this. And I, I was pissed about this. I was like, complaining to my friends, like, yeah, this game is, this game sucks. Don't, don't, don't bother. (laughs) And then after the update came out, um, I was playing the game. I was like, all right, fine. Maybe I'll give it another shot. And then the first crystal I opened is Cosmos. <laughs> the game tried to, wow. to say, like, sorry. So, so yeah. You saw the light for a moment. <laughs> yeah. Cosmos ruined it. Right. <laughs> Cursed character? I was going to say, I did have a story that I know is going uh, to upset you, Justin. Oh, boy. Really I'm weird. bracing myself right now. So... I think this was last. This had to be last year, 2019. I, I can't. Yeah, I can't imagine this was two years ago. It had to be last year. Um, so I was taking a Lyft, or a Lyft is in you know the alternative Uber service, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going from New York. I'm going to Jersey. Oh boy! And, and uh, so and not, nothing out of the ordinary. I'm going to see uh, my friend. Uh, he's a, uh, you know, he, he works at a independent pro wrestling area. So. Uh, so I'm, I'm just going to see one of the shows and, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I, I'm waiting for the guy to come. He comes and get in the car. I'm not really paying attention to like the guy in the car. And, uh, you know, I, I sit down and he starts talking and I kind of look to my left and, you know, I kind of see he's like, in, you know, he's like, in, uh, I couldn't sit in the, uh, I couldn't sit in the back seat as he normally would. He had shit in the back. I had to sit in the passenger seat. So I'm sitting basically right next to him and, it turns out that this guy looks and sounds exactly like Justin. Oh he's from what? Jersey. <laughs> and he says he, he's from, he says, oh yeah, I had to go up here anyway. I live in Jersey. And I'm just like, what? Like, I'm, you know, I'm thinking, oh shit, like this might be Justin. But I didn't want to straight up say it. And so, so I looked at my phone and I'm looking at the guy. Oh, no, no, before it even happened, um, I wanted to throw... So I'm weighing my options as to maybe... I'm a very private person. I don't like to... I don't talk about my personal life or anything. So I didn't want to just say, oh, it's me. It's pure. I didn't want to immediately say that. And then this guy has no idea who the fuck I am. Who's this guy? He thinks I'm fucking crazy. So I'm uh, I'm just sitting here and I'm thinking, like, what do I do to maybe let him know? Maybe if it is Justin that it's me without being too weird. So I'm sitting here and I'm just like, all right, um, Zeno is the one thing we really have in common, which is a, which is really horrible when you think about it. <laughs> so I'm thinking, if I say Zeno and it's not Justin, well, if it's Justin, that's fine. But if it's not him, I'm thinking, like, in the back of my head, what if there's, like, a 0.1% chance it's not Justin, but he's a Zeno fan? And he starts talking to me about Zeno, <laughs> and it's not Justin. <laughs> And when I'm, by the time I'm thinking about this, we're like about to hit the bridge. You know, we're on like the highway, we're on like highways and bridges. I can't, like, if, it, if this happens to be true, if he happens to be a Xeno fan and he's not Justin, I'm thinking, I can't, he's going to talk to me about for Xeno for like an hour. I'm going to be stuck here. I can't, I, I, I can't get out of the car because we're on the highway. I can't just leave and say, oh, I got to stop here. I can't, nothing. I'm stuck. I'm stuck at a bridge for like an hour. And I don't want to stop in Jersey when we get off the bridge. You know, that's like weird. I don't know Jersey that well. So I'm, you know, I'm kind of like trying to weigh that option out because that's like worse than any. I, do, I would rather pay an extra hundred dollars to <laughs> not talk about Xena for an hour in, in a car with someone I don't know. So, you know, I'm thinking, I'm like, well, 
was like, wait a minute, I should just look at my phone. His name should be on the thing. His name wasn't Justin, so I was like, all right, I'm not, I'm not even gonna. He was talking about something else that I well, was also mildly unpleasant. So, you know, it wasn't as bad as Zeno, but it was, you know, <laughs> it was, uh, it was uh, probably the worst Uber ride ever. He also left me at the wrong spot, and I was like, this isn't the spot, dude. <laughs> Like it was, it was, it was not. You know, it was a uh, yeah, a curse ride. Everything about the Justin <laughs> uh, doppelganger really trying to screw me over there. <laughs> oh my god! Wow, I guess now I know that there is a uh, clone of me out there giving people rides. <laughs> Sounds like a doppelganger, all right? Yeah, <laughs> that is crazy. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah also uh justin you mentioned how your game crashed in uh your mitra section of the game mine crashed at the ending <laughs> mine mine did too actually so mine crashed okay so not only did mine crash in the end it crashed after the credits so like the credits rolled and like you save, and then like there's like a fade to black, and it just stayed there. Oh, no. oh. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, is this like an old like yeah. Super Nintendo game yeah. where you gotta like just set the console? Yeah, yeah. It's like an old game; it just ends there. You just gotta reset. <laughs> like what? Like what is going on here? And I, I ended up closing it. I, I think I left it on for a while, and I ended up closing it. And then, thankfully, like it saved my game, anyways. But like that was just the weirdest thing. Oh my thing. god! Like mine basically started to slow down in the, I think the last cinematic, and like it, it was basically dropping in frame drastically, and eventually just froze. <laughs> <laughs> just stayed there, just like no. <laughs> I think I stopped mm. touching the game for like a few days because I was so mad because the boss took me a while to kill, and I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I eventually came back to it. It was fine, but I think I found out uh, it was like something to do with like if you left, if you play the game for a very long time before that stuff, and it ran for a long time, it had the chance of like. I don't know, slowing down or something, or maybe crashing. So I didn't play the game. Yeah, I like heard it was a memory leak day, issue. So it did not help, I guess. <laughs> I think the Switch said, like, no, you had enough. Bye. <laughs> but yeah, it sucks when it happens. That's so funny. <laughs> I think a lot of people actually had a crash and they just kind of. Weird. Mine didn't crash that much. I mean, it crashed like maybe two or three times, but they weren't at like important moments or anything. It was just during games. I think in my case, it was because was just... I was playing like very long sessions. So maybe at some point, like, I don't know, maybe the game was just like, nope, too much. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, even the Nintendo Switch doesn't like Zero. No, for me, the worst part wasn't even the crashes because I saved often enough, but it was like, oh no. I have to play an extra half hour of Xeno because it crashed. Yeah. And that, that was probably the most disheartening part for me. I, I say I say really often too, but like the fact that it was like in like the cinematic after the last boss that took me a while to kill, I was just like I was just so, so pissed. <laughs> yeah, that's disheartening. <laughs> I mean the, the, the game had kind of a rocky 
uh, production because of like the schedule and stuff. So yeah, mm-hmm. that, was, that was a result of that. No, it's okay. I feel like I feel like they they fixed it afterwards though because I did get any other crashes later on. Even if I was still playing hardcore the side quests and all the the side stuff. <laughs> I remember there was you know. Oh, go on. This, this, I was going to say this is the first podcast I've been on since I finished Torna. Because I remember I, I held it up for months because I... That's right. Know, I think that was around like all like either after or still like the tail end of my peak. Wow, Rosina really makes me angry face. <laughs> like, yeah, it was, it was worse like a year ago. So I, it took me a while to actually sit down and be like, all right, fine, I'll play Torna. Like, I, I didn't even know what happened or anything. I don't spoil myself in these games, so... Uh, you know, I, had, I didn't actually play it until like April 2019 or something like that. So uh, it's it's weird to think that this is the first time I'm here after playing that. Yeah, what is he? It's crazy to Let's think see. that it's I... been this long. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't feel like it's been that long, but time really flies. Like, yeah. uh, actually, here's a story from apparently now five years ago, since time flies. So uh, five years ago, I was at Anime Next, and I had paid. There. Y- honestly, you might have. So I was, who was I? I was cosplaying as Gintoki from Gintama at that, that time. And I also had, um, someone I knew, he commissioned, I had, I commissioned a Monado. So he made me one. It was like this foam Monado. I still have it. It, it looks pretty cool. And I was carrying it around the convention as like Gintoki. Cause I was like, oh, that'd be kind of funny if Gintoki is wielding the Monado. And, you know, people liked it. But like, I learned that carrying a Monado in a convention is like, the dumbest decision you can ever make. Do you not like the amount of people who will walk up to you and say like dumb stuff <laughs> is like insane. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Oh my goodness. I, I had so many people as I'm walking around the convention, just being like, huh, I'm really feeling it. <laughs> uh, this, this one time, this, this one guy came up to me. He's just like, did you play Xenoblade? I'm like, no, I didn't play it. I know. <laughs> oh my goodness! See your Xenoblade card or something. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Did you play Xenoblade Chronicles?" Like, okay. man, I would have taken advantage of the situation and been like, "Nope, never played it." Sorry. Yeah. What's a Xenoblade? Yeah, don't know. I don't know where this story comes from. I'm just gonna hide it behind my back and never saw it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's hilarious though, but yeah, the the, the memes of Xenoblade One were are, were and are still pretty strong in convention. I feel like, or at least if there was still convention, I feel like if anyone would see the one out of it, it would still go and say I'm really feeling it or something like that. <laughs> yeah, my friend, I know he does it intentionally because I, I think he thinks it's gonna like piss me off, but it, it doesn't because I think it's funny. Um, he refuses to refer to You Will Know Our Names as a Zeno song. He only calls it that song from Smash Bros. Oh my god, oh, come on. I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to go like really old school latest on me and just say, oh, that song from Monado. Monado, <laughs> <laughs> beginning of the world. <laughs> but yeah, it's like really funny. I'll be like, I, I, I was sending him some of the arranged soundtrack from uh, the new one and then he just like, you know, I like the original version of that song from Smash <laughs> better. Yeah, man, Shulk from Nintendo. <laughs> Shulk from Nintendo. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
I mean, there was a, the advertising point for the 3DS version of that game was like discover Schultz Origins and and Xenoblade 3DS or whatever. It was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like it, it did help. Like Zeno will get a bit more like people to play them, but it's just like. Oh. Oof. I have a. I actually have a story about Shulk and Smash. That's pretty interesting. Oh, go ahead. Okay. This, this this was around the time. Uh, this was this was before Definitive Edition was out, but when I knew about it, so we had a discussion about. Uh, we had a discussion about things that have leaked in the past, and one of the things that came up was Shulk and Smash because that got leaked before it was announced. Right. Uh, there was literally footage of him, like some guy. Yeah, it was the ESRB footage, wasn't it? Exactly. It was somebody somebody that worked for ESRB and. It was really shitty quality footage. It was so shitty. I remember. I remember that video. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And I think I, I think I have the video still. I like downloaded it. And uh, so it, it was so low quality. Some people thought it was fake. Um, really, like elaborate fake leak. So we were me and uh, there's a few people from the company I talked to, but the one I talked to the most was the one that is willing to take a really bad joke. He's the one that I could tell, like, hey, you know, Zeno sucks, right? Like, and he'll just go along with it. So, he, he, I asked him, like, I, I was like, hey, you remember that leak when Schultz got leaked by, uh, you know, in the Smash? It was in, like, I think it was the month he was announced. I think it was the same month. And I, I asked him, I was like, I, you know, I, I wonder what happens to, what happened to that guy. Because I think they, they knew who it was at some point. And uh, he responded, he was like, oh, it's like, I'm pretty sure it was somebody from, like, South America or something. And he's like, I'm pretty sure they, they I'm like, he's, like, very certain that the higher-ups in Nintendo, like, knew who it was uh, eventually. And he said, and, and I asked him, I was like, what do you think happened after that? And he's just like, I'm pretty sure that guy doesn't exist anymore. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. That's kind of crazy, yeah. Well, I guess I have a story for, um, for Xenosaga. Um, so... Uh, let's see. Episode one came out when I was in middle school, but two and three came out when I was in high school. I was I was very very obsessed. Um, shocker. Um, but I was kind of ex- obsessed to the extent that my friends like would dog on Xenosaga because of how obsessed I was. Um, I mean, there was one time where I had a friend over and I was showing him Xenosaga episode one, and he fell asleep during one of the cutscenes. <laughs> um, I remember exactly exactly which cutscene it was too. It was it was one of the longer ones. Um but anyway, um right before episode three came out, um that same friend uh basically uh, mocked up a website saying that Xenosa episode three was cancelled. Um <laughs> And, I remember like, this website. <laughs> well, no, no, he no, he didn't like. Uh, Wait, what am I thinking of? No, he didn't like publish it or anything like that. He just made a fake website. Um, well, there was another person who actually did that, and it was pissing a lot of the fandom off. At the oh, <laughs> oh my God. I, what? I, I don't think I don't think that was him. But yeah, he like printed out a copy of the website because I had dial up back then, and I wasn't gonna go to that website so he just printed out a copy of it and was like oh Zenos episode 3 is cancelled and I remember just tearing it 
<laughs> print out to shreds and just throwing it away. But it, yeah, it just yeah. It's kind of crazy that like, someone did this, though. <laughs> yeah, but but some of those same friends are like into Xenoblade now, and I'm like, what? What the? What the hell? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, back then I was not super. Uh within the community like i kind of started following some community later but i kind of i kind of appeared and then disappeared and now i'm with zero chat and that's pretty much it <laughs> but yeah uh yeah yeah i was never really a part of a community either before zero chat i just kind of played the games and head in my own little corner <laughs> pretty yeah, much same here. same here actually but it's it's I, cool that we now have people to talk about it <laughs> together because I mean that there is still quite a few people that may have played the game, but sometimes it's harder to know who played them and who didn't because often they're more quiet about it. It's just it's a bit hard to find a Zeno fans sometimes, or at least Zeno fans that aren't like let's just say that that aren't like. Too immature and uh, weird sometimes. Completely insane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess. And incredibly dishonest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's hard Uh-oh, to find I'm... you know fans to talk about that have played the games, let alone that haven't played the games. <laughs> yeah, I I had actually been part of several Zeno communities when I was in middle school and high school, or well, forums uh, for the most part. Um. So that, that was some really good times that I met some friends. I'm still friends with some of them, like uh, Kat and Aaron. Yeah. I've been friends with them for like over a decade now. And I met them on forums. Yeah, back so it was, then, it was I, a really special experience. I saw you guys back then on the Godsib, but like, I, I never mm. really fully connected back then. So, and I eventually disappeared mm. because I was also on another forum of something else at the same time. And, my attention span is really short sometimes with these things, so it's like if I put my attention to one of them, then I kind of lose track of the other one, and there we go. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm I'm kind of glad, though, that we reconnected later through uh, mm. the Mira chat, and eventually just came all together in the Zulu chat, because that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I could agree with that. Um... Like you guys said, I'm, I'm also a very, I was also a very uh, quiet fan. A mm-hmm. lot of friends didn't know I played the game. Uh, very few people did. And uh, never really got into any communities until probably late 20s. And that was through Zeno uh, Underground, which I believe was mm-hmm. ran by Cat. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that And I tried going ahead and doing some stuff there, but it was also very slow, so ended up just falling out of it until uh, discovering Mira, um, since uh, me and them basically uh, mutually followed each other on social media. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. We, we all connected through Mira and just did our own, own little group. <laughs> yep. yeah, it's kind of... So, does anybody have like stories of getting people into yes, these games? I do. Go ahead first. Oh, my hands are clean. I don't have a story like that, so I'm, I'm innocent here. You guys can, uh, you guys can confess now. <laughs> confess our sins. We can confess our uh, conversion of uh, people we know to our religion. Yeah. Yes, uh, my husband. Um, we, uh, 
we had uh, just recently moved in together. We weren't married yet. And um, I really wanted to replay the games, but I couldn't be asked to go ahead and dig up my copies of the game and my PS2 out of Mm -hmm. my just recently moving bag. So I just took my laptop, hooked it up to the hooked it up to the um, TV with an HDMI port, and uh, I was like, "Oh, I have all three movies in. I have all three uh, games of Xenosaga in movie format on my <laughs> hard drive, just saved." And I didn't have internet yet. I, I had to wait for internet for another like two or three days. Um, Midwest sucks. Don't move there. <laughs> uh. Um. South Dakota. Anyway, so we go ahead and we're um, we're just you know we're just winding down for the night, and uh, I'm like I want to watch this, and he's like okay. So I put it on, and uh, he's like, ooh, is this like this sci-fi thing you keep talking about? I was like, yeah. He was like, is this the space lesbians? And I just sighed, and I was like. <laughs> I guess you could call it that, but I was like, anyway, come on, watch it with me, because he had just gotten me to watch him play all of Dark Souls and got me into that lore, so I was like, I'm gonna go ahead and drag you into the Xeno lore now, since I know he's a sucker for story. So I do this, and uh, we're watching it. The first, like, hour or so with Xion and Cosmos fell asleep. The second (laughs) Ziggy came up... He had his attention just completely sucked in. So he was like, damn it, now I gotta actually go back and watch it. So then we went back and watched it, and we ended up watching all three games um, movie format within uh, within the week. And then right. he asked me to start actually playing it, and uh, we still need to finish the first game. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we ha- we were about halfway through, but um, his computer uh got corrupted, so we lost the save data. Oh no! Oh. Yeah, it happens. That's still impressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Trying to get him to watch uh, Xenogears, uh, which is he uh he tried to uh, be like, oh, how many hours do I have to read? No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so he tried watching a 50 minute condensing the entire story and had a massive headache to the point that he's still having a hard time wanting to even watch this game. <laughs> yeah, Zillow Gears has a lot of minds. <laughs> you, you, you don't want to try... It's like, why would you try and condense it to 50 minutes? That's it's impossible. That's not, that's not, exactly. <laughs> His brain was mush. <laughs> It's like shredded jello brain. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> oh my god. So, I, I got a fun story of getting Sony into Zeno, even though I I guess I wasn't technically the one to do it. So, back in college, I had a roommate, and he was into JRPGs. And I had played Saga by that point, and also Gears, and... You know, I was always I was really excited for Xenoblade, and then Xenoblade came out. I played it, and I was talking about it all summer uh, to him, and he and then he heard it from somebody else that was also playing it too, and he's just like, "Man, I really need to check this game out." And I was also telling him, "I was like, yeah, you got you also got to try out Saga and Gears." I'm like, "You would you'd really like it," and I've been telling him this for a long time, and he he never did, but he did play Blade. He he liked it, and then uh, later on, he ended up dating someone who also happened to like Saga. 
And then he finally started playing Saga. And I was like, okay, great. So because she says it, now you're going to start playing it finally. <laughs> and then, but that, but that, but that's not the kicker. So he liked, he liked the games, but when he got to Saga 3, I remember telling him that like, you know, Ziggy, Ziggy's a really funny character in, in that game. And he, he unlocked the choke move for Ziggy. Yes. And we, we all know how we all love the choke move. Oh, I love so that. he, <laughs> so he was obsessed with Ziggy's choke. So every time he would use it on somebody, he loved the animation so much because it's such a jank and funny animation. It it, so every time he would do it, he would take a picture and he would save it. He, he literally had a fo- he literally had a Ziggy choke <laughs> folder of every time he used it in the game. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and he would like send me pictures of it. Wow, oh, that is incredible. <laughs> that's dedication. That, that is dedication. Yeah. That is, that is oh my god. Yeah. yeah, I don't have a lot of success of like converting people to Xenosaga, but. Um, in high school, it, I did loan out my copy a few times, but whenever I loaned it out, I had to have people sign a contract um, <laughs> that I wrote out for um, them to, you know, keep it safe. <laughs> I was, I was, very yeah, weird child. <laughs> of course, um. I never beat it. Whenever I did that. Yeah, in my case, I I did manage to get more than one person into Zeno. Like, um, I think the f- one of the first one I got into Zeno was uh, one of my besties from here. Like, she was already very much into GRPGs, and eventually I started talking about it, and I, I landed my my copies of Zeno Saga, and she actually really liked it, but. She never finished three because she was like, it's too sad. And she, she dropped it. And she's like, no. <laughs> but I mean, she did get far. So it's at least that she did enjoy the characters and stuff. So I was, it was like personal victory on that. But the most recent one, though, would be most likely Nick. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, because they, they pretty much gosh. started because of me, I believe. And I think he had heard a bit from other people in the past but never really got into it because the person was a bit more obnoxious about it or something and he was like eh. But yeah I think he started Blade mostly because I did talk about it but also because he saw a bit more about Shulk and stuff like that and he was curious and like by the time he continued following the Xillblade stuff, and by the time Xillblade 2 came out, uh, we actually played the game pretty much at the same pace, and were exchanging like our ideas about the game and etc. It was really cool. And just after that, he played Xenogears, and now, currently, he's playing Xenosaga. He's, he's nearly at the end. <laughs> like, we had a thing going on on our server being like, not safe for Nick. Thank I, I can't. <laughs> not safe for Nick. Not, not safe for Like, Mark. we had not an email for just Nick. for him whenever we were talking about yep. Zero Saga spoilers. <laughs> but, yeah. Soon everything will be safe for Nick. 
Like, he will soon be completely converted to Xeno. <laughs> As in, he would have played everything. <laughs> but yeah, that was... It's been really cool to to be able to get someone this much into it and get him to join Xeno Chat as well. It's really cool. But yeah, I know multiple other friends who do have the copies in their library and did play, but a lot of them are more like quiet, like it's part of their library thing, but they're not like fan to the point of like going out of their way to connect with people about them. So it's more like casual love, like, oh yeah, I enjoyed that game kind mm-hmm. of thing, but that that's all that's all there is. But a, a lot of them did not really uh, play the Xenoblades yet, either because they don't have a Switch or other reasons, but yeah. Like, for example, my friend, uh, my friend, my first friend that I did initialize to uh, Xenosaga, she tried Xenoblade 1, but it was apparently giving her motion sickness or something with the camera, and I was she was she was like, no, I can't play this. Like I, I kind of feel sick after playing for X amount of time. I thought it was a bit weird, but I mean it kinda of happens sometimes with some games with some people. Mm-hmm. Just was sad yeah. because it was like it's always good to sad. <laughs> I mean yeah. a little off topic, but I understand the whole not being able to play a game. Um I can't play Fantasy Star Four. I can never actually beat that game because the final dungeon gives me a physical headache with the eye strain and the um, flashing images yeah. constantly throughout the dungeon. So I'm like, well, Yeah, I can I can kinda understand too, because um actually the whole school Final Fantasy Four was like giving me an headache after two hours of playing and I was just like, okay, I guess I can't play this. <laughs> oh Final Fantasy I said um Fantasy Star Four. Yeah, I know, I know, but yeah. I, I was just oh, okay. <laughs> I was just referring like how like I remember four. Final Fantasy Four giving me like similar problem, but I don't know what was causing it, but I guess maybe the flashes between the screen loads. But yeah, it sucks when it happens. Can't play yeah, a game because of some it. effect creating something. Especially when you enjoy it. That's that's the yeah. worst part. Yeah, that was story about getting people to Xenoblade. Although I always try to spread the word whenever I can, without being too pushy, but just to say, hey, you should maybe try this if you like this type of game. You know, <laughs> sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> I'm the same way, um, mainly because uh, uh, for me, uh, Zeno is about the story. I really enjoy the story, yeah. the narrative, the characters, um, and the amount of pacing. Some some of them, the pacing isn't the best, but um, it's a decent place to start, especially when you're trying to figure out how to do uh, decent world building and whatnot. Uh, so I try to go ahead and push friends who I know want to do like sci-fi epics, like the thing I'm working on right now, to play the game. At least once, or at least even just watch it, just to get some like ideas of this is a good example of how you do introduce a world, like and whatnot, instead of just like having it all over the place. Yeah, I've been I've been liking a lot how uh, the games of Monolith have been introducing like characters or just introducing a world and stuff. Like it's always the thing that kind of draws me to their games. Like, it's always well-written stuff. I like it. 
All right. Well, I, uh, you know, hearing all these stories just reminded me that technically my hands aren't clean. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Do tell. I, I almost committed an atrocity. Oh, really? Oh, boy. You have our interest. Yeah, I, I almost got somebody to play the original Xenoblade once. <laughs> this is like this is like just before I would say no, don't do that. This is right. This is in that that weird time period in the middle. <laughs> and uh, you know what, what was happening was that we were playing Smash. We played Smash all the time. Somebody's playing Breath of the Wild. That was actually my phone. Oh, okay. Wow. I was. I'm glad I noticed the sound though. It was very <laughs> as soon as it just sounded like somebody had like their Switch or their Wii U out. It was like. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my notification tone. It's the chicas <laughs> So, you know, we were playing. We used to play Smash all the time. It was Smash Four. So this is around 2014, 2015. I think it was probably more 2014 when this happened. And uh, I used to always destroy this guy with shock. <laughs> this is like literal videos. It was streamed all the time, and uh, I used to tell him like it went in more of a teasing way. You should play Xenoblade, you know, you, maybe you'd like it, he likes RPGs, and he said he would never play Xenoblade because he hates Shulk, because I would always destroy him with Shulk <laughs> every time, he would never oh play God. it, and what a blessing in the skies that was, I'm so glad he never played it, he would have hated it now that I know. <laughs> so, so I, I, maybe my hands aren't dirty, but they're, they're quite committed to the act. You intentionally <laughs> played Shulk so he would hate Xenoblade. Yeah. Yeah, and Shulk is slash was my main, so I guess even in, uh, according to Kerr, or some people know him as Mecha MK2, according to him, even in Smash, my, quote, love for Xeno shines through. So, yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I guess, uh, I do have a weird one. You guys can maybe follow up with, I know you guys did, like, a meetup at some point. Oh, yeah, mm. we did. Pretty recently. Well, before the the plague happened <laughs> right before the end of the world yeah. <laughs> yep well i had a, a, a my own meetup in november justin almost oh, would have made it. i was there too yeah i, almost I, I know i was as well it just did not align with my schedule unfortunately yeah i had to go on a, like an earlier day in the week um so uh so this I guess we'll call it the Xeno server meetup, but it's my Xeno server. Mm-hmm. So it's basically closed off in the rest of the Xeno fandom because I am terrified of inviting people and then just getting really angry at them. <laughs> so to, to save them, I don't have it open to just random invite. Totally fair. That's fair. Totally yes. I mean, there's, fair. there's so many people out there that sometimes are really reasonable. So it's just, sure it's understandable. No. Yeah. Yeah, and my and even, even worse is... Uh, the server is rarely ever named anything relevant to Xeno. That's the server that's named Dragon Quest Fan Club right now. <laughs> even though I haven't made any post about Dragon Quest in there, like aside from like trolling her about it. I do like Dragon Quest Eleven though. It's such a good game. I'm actually playing my first Dragon Quest game ever. Like I just started this week. Nice. Oh. Uh, I've been playing the first one. The first Dragon wow. Quest is the one I'm playing. Nice. Uh, Feels every bit like a game from 1986. <laughs> it makes Final Fantasy 1 look cutting edge. 
So, uh, which version are you playing of that? Uh, Super Nintendo version. And yeah, I know it probably came out in like the 90s, but it still feels like yeah. 1986, even that version. Like they, they, It seems like they changed very little. Yeah. The messed up part about that game is that like the original NES version is the improved version in comparison to the Japanese one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know there's some differences. I just... I was going to play it in, ja- in just straight up in Japanese because I actually have the card for it, but it was like three in the morning when I started, and I was like, I really don't feel like reading Japanese. So just, <laughs> it's totally. Yeah. But yeah, you were talking yeah. about your meetup. <laughs> yeah, the meetup that you did. Oh, yeah. So I, I, this was something that it wasn't necessarily my idea. I'm trying to remember who came up with the first. It, was, it might have been Fees or something. Because uh, he had like a group of his friends going to meet up at uh, in New York, and he was like, "You should come. You live like right. You live in New York. You should come." Like, and at first I was like, "Wow, I really don't want to meet up with a bunch of Xeno fans in person. Like, it's bad enough online. It, I can't even like fathom it in in person. Like, it just sounds like the worst scenario. It sounds like something in my nightmares." <laughs> but eventually, I came because they're good friends of mine, and I was like, "You know what? I'll go." I, you know, be kind of a dick move to not not to go when I live in the same state. So, uh, they had uh, you're eating at some pizza restaurant, and I was like, yeah, I'll meet you there, whatever. And I came a little bit late. They already ordered my food for me, so I, I went there, and they said they knew it was me as soon as I walked in because I had a very uh, villain esque presence when I walked in. <laughs> uh, they they kept they apparently they were guessing like which one is pure every time someone walked into the fucking place. They probably thought they were crazy. <laughs> And when I, I get, apparently when I walked in and I walked up to them, they just were like, "That's him!" Like, there's no way that's not him. <laughs> he said he had a he had like a very Ganondorf presence to him. That's like that's like the comparison they always make. He's Ganondorf. That's that's what they all say. <laughs> so you know, I, I sit there and you know, I sat down. So my my chair at this meetup, it's like this big round table, and it, mine is right in the middle. I'm right in the middle of all these Xeno fans. And, I, you know, so the thing is, it's kind of like what we're doing here. I'm sitting down, and we're not talking about Xeno too much, because the, the Xeno fandoms vary in degree with those people. Some of them aren't, like, big fans, more casual fans, and played all the games. One of them doesn't really care about it at all, but uh, he and I actually worked on a translation, that Xenogears translation that came out, like, back in November. Mm. The, uh, yeah, the, the fan comic, essentially. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I don't... I'm not even sure if fan comic's the right word, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what it's called. I literally worked on it. I, I don't even remember what it's called anymore because I love to blot these things on my memory. So, <laughs> yeah. So, I'm sitting here and I'm talking about Xeno and at certain points I'm trashing it in person. And I'm doing it to get a reaction out of these people. I'm not doing this to be funny. And they're cheering me on in the middle of this place. And not even like lowly. Like people, people hear this shit. And they're, like, really into this. And I'm like, no, 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 it sucks. Xeno sucks. And they're, like, so into this. Like, it, I'm so bothered by the fact that they like it. Like, it, this was not the intended effect. And then some of them started going along with it. They're like, you know what, maybe Xeno isn't that good. And I'm like, no. Like, I literally turned around and was like, no. The only thing worse than somebody that likes Xeno is a poser that pretends Xeno's not good. And even though they think otherwise. Like, I was... You know, they, they, there's no way I could win here. It was a lose-lose scenario. I knew I made a mistake as soon as I walked in. It, it sounds like that episode of Simpsons where where they are in the classroom. They turn to Bart, and go, "Say the line, Bart." <laughs> 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 
The thing is, is I notice I have a trend where when people start to say they don't like Zeno, I get very defensive about Zeno suddenly, as if I were a fan. Because you, usually, usually when people say they don't like Zeno, I mean, they start talking shit about it, or a certain game, or they'll say, like, oh, this one game's better than the other game, or some poor shit. Oh and I'm just like, I'm like, you're, you're, the thing is, every time they do that, they dislike the best parts of the game. And I'm like, no, those are the good parts. What are you doing? Like, you can't even shit on Xena, right? The Xena fandom can't even shit on their own games, right? Like, it's hard. You're not wrong. You're indeed. So, you know, it, it, but then I, when we got up and we were, we were going to go, we went to Nintendo New York, which even though I live in New York, I've never been there, which is was weird. It was my first time there. They're all these years. Wow. Yeah. In New York. <laughs> and when I'm, when I'm leaving, I'm, I look back at the table and I notice like the shape of it and where I was sitting and the way I was talking and the way people were sitting next to me. And then I realized like, cause people definitely noticed that we were, you know, bullshitting or whatever. And they definitely noticed the way I was sitting. And it really hit me, you know, it was probably the most Zeno thing ever in real life. That that table and the way I was talking and the, the way I was sitting in the middle looked just like the Last Supper. <laughs> oh, they definitely did it on purpose. And yeah, so so just imagine me like just shitting on Zeno, but it looks like the Last Supper. And, and, and my apostles are like super intimate. They actually love Zeno. They're just like, oh, say more. Like, oh, this is so great. <laughs> so yeah and then there was one guy that was like uh oh i well i like uh he was saying so he was trying to get a reaction on me i think he was just like oh well i like uh, i liked x more than two and then i just kind of sat there i was like, really quiet for a second i was like okay so and i think it was kerr or something that he was like sitting right next to me he was just like no you're not gonna you're not gonna get anything out of him like he really doesn't like, and he dislikes them all equally. Like this, you're you're not gonna like weasel any like preference out of him or some shit like that. It was it was an interesting. It was interesting to see that in person because I don't I don't talk to Zeno fan. I don't do that shit in person. I've never been to an anime convention. That's not. I've been to Comic Con. I've never been to like a, something specifically for anime. I don't think I can handle it. Um, I don't think I can handle being around anime fans for for too long. That was, that's probably the closest. So. Yeah, it was, that was just, that was just like the dinner, like, and then we got, in, we got in a lift. It was like four of us that got in and we're talking so much shit in that car and that the driver who clearly doesn't care about JRPGs starts, he's like dying in the car. We're talking <laughs> about so many like weird things. He started talking about like how Persona is like the anti-peer series because I've never played Persona. They're like, well, if you played it, you wouldn't like it. Like it was some, some, something like that. It was just like, it's too, it's too, uh. It's too otaku for you, Pierre. You wouldn't like it. <laughs> there was just this whole thing. That whole day was a was. It was <laughs> I think I think the Nintendo New York was the most normal part of that day. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. Again, uh, the intended effect was to not sit there and get them there to be super into my uh, anti-Zeno sentiment, even though I'm literally writing a Zeno book and doing a Zeno project. You know, and, and my entire existence is a contradiction. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I look at myself in the mirror and ask myself why I do this every day, and I don't have an answer. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it is a little beautiful. It was, uh, that's, uh, yeah, oh, I think when I walked into, we were looking at the games they had, and I was like, oh, look, guys, no Xenoblade 2. What a blessing. I said something <laughs> like that. But I was like, I, I think they had Torna. I think I think they might have had that. I don't remember. I think they had it, yeah, because uh, me and Justin went like uh, two days after on the Sunday, 
And I, I think oh, I remember yeah. seeing it still, I think. But I did... They're actually pretty good with stocking yeah. the Zeno games, believe it or not. Like, anytime I've gone there, I know I've seen at least the special editions for one of the games there. Uh, there was even one thing where uh, they have, like, the section with, like, all the plushies and stuff. And uh, yeah. there was one in the Zelda section, and they have, like, the big uh, the Sheikah Slate thing. Yeah. You know, it was a giant version of that. It was, like, a big pillow version of that. Yeah, it looks that so little, cute. It was, like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then I, when I saw it, we walked in, and I, I I went to Fees, and I was like, look, I was like, guys, it's Zohar. They're selling a Zohar. Even this place is cursed. And he went and he bought one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Yeah. It does look like Zohar. It looks like, well, it looks like the Xenogear Zohar. <laughs> yeah, it was... Uh... Yeah, it's hard to believe that was... It feels like it was so long ago, but it was less than a year ago. <laughs> yeah, our, uh, meet, our meetup feels like it was so long ago as well, but... It's yeah, like, it was only a couple months. Yes. Only a couple months. Yeah. Yeah, you, you guys got to tell me about that. When you guys went... What, what, what time of year was it when you guys went? Uh, it was... We uh, went was, to February. Was, yeah, February in yeah. Casacon. <laughs> oh, okay, because when we went, it was it was pretty fucking cold, so I imagine it was also cold when you guys went. Yeah, uh, actually, it was not too bad. We, we had good weather that it was, weekend. It, it was not too bad. Like it, they added it was, like a lot of rain or something, but it barely rained, and the temperature was very comfy enough for me to go out with my cosplay and be okay. So <laughs> I remember the first time, the first time I went to Casacon a few years back. Like it was, like I don't know, it was really really cold to the point of like. Almost being as cold as Canada's, except Canada that time was like, like double the cold of that. <laughs> but the one thing I was happy this year when I went there is that over here at home, it was like snowstorm after snowstorm with like really bad temperature. And then I went to the States, I was like, bye bye snow. <laughs> <laughs> no more snow, yay. But, uh, yeah, the temperature was pretty comfy this year, and it's kind of crazy. I keep saying this, but it's kind of crazy to see how how much that whole meetup kind of synchronized perfectly in all angles. Like we have no issue whatsoever with anything; everything in line perfectly. It was crazy. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you guys are lucky. Yeah, and I really like the fact yeah, that the uh, a couple of Others met up with the uh, Aaron and Jeremy before, and like drove from there to to the con, and then the others from the others from around Justin area just started going from there on the same day. I think you guys left on Thursday, right? Yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. And then there was like crazy uh, David and Nick that drove like half of the country to come to us. <laughs> right. Yeah, I still don't know how they did that. <laughs> how many hours did they drive? Do you remember? It wasn't it like 14 hours or something like oh that. God. I, mean, that's, I think it was more than that, actually. Because yeah, well, I think David, had, I think total for him was like 17 hours. Gosh, yeah, nice. yeah, they drove that, right? hardcore. They, they were taking turns, but they, they drove for a very long distance to get there. Because, I mean, yeah, I drove they drove from time. Nick's place, and Nick is in uh, Arkansas, so, yeah. Arkansas to Washington. <laughs> it's just really 
big distance. Yeah, that is a decent distance. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know I'll be doing the same when you guys have your next meetup because I'm all the way yes. down south. <laughs> so I got to drive to go because... I'm sure it'll probably be in the tri-state area again. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I know it. Yeah, it took me like ten hours uh, to get to Aaron's and Jeremy's place. Yeah, then you could take um, a break with us a bit. Yeah, because uh, well, I have friends in Pittsburgh, so I was able to stay like halfway with them. And yeah, then, I took. Uh, yeah, I took the bus from montreal to new york and then transfer to go to philly and then they picked me up at philly and then <laughs> i went to their place i think the whole trip for me was about 12 hours of bus but it's also because the bus is kind of stopped and stuff like it would be shorter than that if not for the stops and transfers but yeah new york montreal new york alone is about nine hours i think ish yeah it's, it's like a nine hour uh, bus ride much shorter if you drive, obviously. But I'm but... glad. I'm kind of glad though that I did go to uh, Anime NYC in November, just because it kind of also taught me that route a bit. So I was less stressed mm-hmm. when I went to Katsukon with like a lot more stuff. <laughs> that said, like my my uh, luggage was almost exploding. I was just like, oh my god, it's so not gonna fit. I have too many things. <laughs> yeah, I remember when. I was over at Aaron and Jeremy's. Your luggage just seemed like it just like probably would have exploded open. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. I was surprised like, how you brought all that stuff. Well, it's mostly uh, when you cosplay. Cosplay takes a lot of space, and then you're like, "Wait, I need to bring my cosplays, but I also need to bring all the what if situation happens gear because <laughs> you never know something's gonna break or if you're gonna need." All of your gear and stuff. (laughs) So, yeah. It is always funny to me, like, when you're going, like, a long distance to meet people. Like, for example, Aaron and Jeremy, they live maybe an hour and a half away from me at most. And yet, the only time I've seen them is when I've gone, like, a long distance. Like, we joked about that when I went to come visit you in uh, Montreal. And Aaron and Jeremy just happened to be going that weekend, too. So, we met up with them. And I was just like, you know, it's kind of funny how you guys live like an hour and a half away from me. And yet we have to go six <laughs> hours out of our way just to see each yeah. other. But it was funny, though, too, that when the whenever you came to visit me in Montreal, that they were passing by because of uh, Jeremy's family. They were visiting them, but they were around in Montreal at the same time as you were. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, we've had some like crazy luck with that yeah, stuff. Casacon and all, like when we managed to get the whole group with Casacon, just everything was just magical, man. I I think I can still proudly say it was my probably the best convention I had in all of my years of convention going. So that that says a lot. Just just mostly because like the whole group, the atmosphere, and like everything about like the whole weekend was awesome, but it would not nearly have been as awesome if not for the people that we were with. Like mm-hmm. it was mostly the experience with like the group and stuff was the first time that we that a lot of us met each other live. Like I knew I did see a few people live before. Like I saw I met Kat uh at Autacon a couple of years before. Uh, and I met Justin a bit 
a few months before as well, uh, live. I met Nick, I met him through uh, another friend that I had in the state that I had previously visited. So I knew a few people, but like there's quite a few in the group that I had never met live. So it was really cool to like all get together and just get to know each other, get drunk on Zero Saga yeah. anime <laughs> for you guys, anyways, because I was sober. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, watching. Watching the Zenosaga anime drunk was fun. It also <laughs> the the big day of the photo shoot was probably the best one because we were all in our little Zenosaga bubble and we were taking a time to get ready and then uh I think Momo contacted uh the page that we had done, Justin, right? And you, yeah, yeah. you invited her to our room and then what you were like, yeah, I, 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 I think this sounds wrong. I was trying <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was trying my best to not be creepy because, because like, I, I know we we're trying to get her to like join our thing, but then I, but then I had a moment of realization. I'm like, I am literally just messaging this random girl and telling her to come to my hotel room. <laughs> 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 like, this is not, this is not a good look. But um, but, it, but she ended up coming and like it was, it was all good and we had a ton yeah, of fun. Yeah, like everyone was kind of rushing around, like trying to get ready and. I think Tara came before she did a bit. Mm-hmm. I guess Momo so, came yeah. when Tara left to settle the matter she she had and then came back. But yeah, T- Tara that comes as Uriam, that is here. <laughs> that was like one of my allies. It was just like you have Albino and Rubino trying to get ready in the in, in the bathroom, and then you just have Uriam busting, and that's here. <laughs> like oh fuck. <laughs> Uh, but yeah it it was just all super fun to do and I was also surprised to see that there was quite a few people that actually did show up at the official photo shoot that were like a bit freaking out to see this many Zenosaga together Yeah, (laughs) it was really cool see pure this is why you gotta go to anime conventions (laughs) you could be just like us Or at least ones with people you know you're going to have a good time with. Because if you go to an anime con not uh, knowing anything, you're not going to have a good time. Yeah. At least make sure you're going yeah. with a group of people you like. I think like. taking advantage, we'll see, of the whole setup of an anime con to meet up with people and do your own thing with those people is often the best experience you can have. Because yes. if you go to a con alone, like depending on the way you work with stuff, you might not fully enjoy it but if you go with people you really like it's it's like going to some kind of attraction random attraction and you're just chilling with your buddies so and probably splurging a lot of cash in the dealer's room but <laughs> that's another thing yeah 100 uh, percent. i mean I, I i've told this story to a couple of people but like i almost quit conventions a few years ago yeah um, because I was fed up with like a whole bunch of nonsense that I was dealing with at the time with some of the people that I was going to conventions with. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was MAGFest 2016, I want to say, where, uh, I was, that was going to be the last convention I go to. I was going to be like, all right, this is going to be the last, I'm going to do MAGFest. I've never gone there before. I was going to be going with a new group of people. Uh, it was some high school friends, actually. I'd never gone to a convention with them before. And they're like, oh yeah, we're, we're going to go to MAGFest. I was like, all right. I'm with friends from high school. I've known these guys for so long. They're not going to piss me off. So we went and, and I had a really good time. And then ever since then, I 
continue to go to conventions and find new things to do. Yeah, yeah the, the important coverage is often, like, the groups you go with. How old? I mean, you don't have to worry about that now, Justin. Conventions <laughs> are canceled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got a whole year of not going to conventions, so we're good here. I'm sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's but, yeah. Yeah, I don't know when the next convention I'm actually going to go to. I think, like, I'm going to take a break until maybe midway through 2021. I think, like, the earliest con that I feel like I could probably make is probably PAX East. I might try to go there, but even then, I'd probably be going there for more uh, press purposes mm-hmm. than just, like, being a casual con-goer. Yeah, I'll mostly stay in Canada next year. And if by the end of 2021 or late 2021 stuff is a bit more normal, maybe I'll travel up, but not until then. So I think I think it's safe to assume until 2022 I cannot go to the States at all. So, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it depends on where, like, what state the con is. If it's in Florida, probably won't be another con there until, like, 2035. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm in yeah. Montreal, That's so right, there's a higher chance for me to appear around New York, New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm actually in Florida. Oh, boy. Yeah. I'm actually in the boonies, so I'm actually pretty safe and okay right now. That's good. Good. I have another friend in Florida. I, I'm sure he and I, I don't know how bad it is in, in Zach's spot he is in, but I know it's probably not great. Yeah. It's pretty bad down here. I really wish they would go ahead and close the thing. But I'm actually originally from New Jersey. I'm used to a the us, area up there. A lot of us in the New York, New Jersey area. Yep. Yeah. And I'm not too far like from there, so I can visit whenever things calm down. <laughs> yeah. Born and raised. Um, used to go to a lot of uh, anime and gaming conventions for artist alley purposes. And uh, it is very much uh, how um, Mary went ahead and earlier said, uh, if you know the route beforehand, you know what you can and can't bring and you're less stressed. That is so helpful. So after going to a con one time and doing it, you know what you're going to be bringing. You know what you can and can't go ahead and carry. So yeah, it's it's a good time. It's it's nice having a having a plan basically. Hmm. Also, I enjoy that you'll cosplay, but right now that's kind of like uh, on pause. <laughs> yeah, been trying to clear out my backlog of games instead. <laughs> Next time I go to a con, it's probably going to be more for um, business, uh, for making money than spending money. <laughs> oh, so you're planning on getting maybe a artist table? Maybe, if I can go ahead and get a following again. That would be possibly. cool. Yeah. I get this game out there, so. Well, come and nice. spam your table. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. Tyler, just you guys are in my in my weird server. Um, so uh, technically, my entire Hall of Fame channel is just really bad recollections. <laughs> what have you guys thought of this channel that I just decided to really self indulgently make? <laughs> I thought it's hilarious. Oh yeah, some of them are just beautiful. There's one that I keep. Uh, everybody seems to really like. I completely forgot about it. I actually shout it to 
occur um, like before I posted it. There's one, I'll just read it to you guys because obviously not everyone's in here. So he links me a tweet and the tweet says, I get sad when I realize that the same person made Xenogears and Xenoblade 2. And then it says in parentheses, though I guess you can argue that his wife was responsible for Xenogears being good. And then Kurt says, pure, I'm legitimately curious. How does this tweet make you feel? Oh. Now, this is not the first time he sent me a tweet that's like this. So, of course, my response is, why do you send me this type of shit? <laughs> and then my next response is, anyway, I get sad, too, because they're both fucking shit. <laughs> and the rest of it's cut off, but he's just like, ah, oh. he's like, I love that pure consistency because he just knows that I... It doesn't matter what Xeno game you put in front of me. It's gonna be, I'm going to have the same reaction, more or less. And uh, I, he was a go, but I was, I was legitimately curious about what you would think. And I'm just like, stop this. You need to, this, you need to be stopped <laughs> linking to this shit. There's a new option on Twitter, actually. Whenever I click on the home button, when you're looking through like, your main feed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do this a lot with Xeno tweets now. Uh, it'll, it'll, it'll be an option. I'm going to look right now. It'll be an option that says, not interested in this. And it'll just make the tweet disappear from your feed. You know how many times I've used this feature <laughs> on, like, random Xeno retweets that come up in my feed? Like, these random, like, hot takes that people think are hot Oh, takes. my goodness. Don't, don't even get me started on that. Like, a couple weeks ago, there was this uh, thread about, like, unpopular opinions for, like, random things. And then somebody made one for Zeno. And, like, it was getting retweeted like crazy. And then people were just dropping quote-unquote hot takes about the Zeno and like I just straight I started muting people I started like muting words I was like you know what I can't do this anymore like no I can't hearing that just makes me I still have like I think I still have people muted from that I don't even like Zeno and I I I still don't even I I like see this and I'm like what like I don't know I, I, I don't know like it's just yeah I was just like I was muting I think I unfollowed someone too I was just I I was not Right, I was not willing to hear it. And I still have, like, I think I have unpopular Zeno opinions, like, muted just in general. Because I just don't want to see it. Uh, but, but you hang out with me, though. So, I mean, who's that saying? <laughs> Somehow you haven't pissed me off as much as other people have. <laughs> so I have pissed you off. Not to the same extent as other people. <laughs> Alright, so I haven't, I haven't completely succeeded in my mission. No, no, no. I got a lot of work to do. Alright. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't broken my keyboard looking at you yet. <laughs> okay, that's really bad because I have almost nothing nice to say about Zeno. <laughs> that means you got to step up your game, bro. That's that's bad. Yeah, these people that, that these people that like Zeno are doing a better job of trashing it than me. It's terrible. That's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. I, I, I mean, I you know, I, there's one thing you say. I try to give Zeno credit where credit is due, like. I'm trying to remember like uh, the first episode I was on. We were I was just kind of going through. I was doing what you guys did on the episode before. Where I was just kind of just going through the games and the first time I played them and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't. I don't think I was too mean about it when I did. In fact, I, I was definitely. I was using a, a point of view from when I first played it, so I was trying to keep that consistent. But I, you guys don't think I was being like super mean about Xeno at the time, was I? No, honestly, you've been pretty good about it on yeah. here. And even like on Twitter, you've been like, I remember you had, you had a thread where you were talking about like some of the cutscenes, you were praising some of the cutscenes and like you brought up some really good points that I, I didn't even like think about. 
So I'm like, all right, that's cool. Well, I was gonna say I try I try to get credit where credit is due when, when Yeah, you right. are you are actually surprisingly fair about it. <laughs> Especially compared to other people I've seen. Yeah, some people are just being like they just it feels like they just want to hate to hate, but they don't really have a reason for it. It's just like, okay, but then again <laughs> Well, there's there's two things about Xeno fans that and, and this kind of goes into the whole I'm not sure if I want to release my book as a book. There's two things about Xeno fans. Uh-huh. One, they're really insecure, and two, oh, yeah. they can't read. <laughs> oh so that's kind of a bad combination. That's a really bad combination. Um, yeah, very like, insecure about like whatever their favorite game is. Like, if, yeah, if that's like that's why I too, muted the unpopular opinions one because that was basically all I was seeing. It was just people being like, "Xenoblade One is actually a terrible game," or like, "Oh, I like Xenoblade Two better than Xenoblade One," or unpopular opinions like. First of all, those aren't even unpopular opinions, first of all. Second of all, like, just shut up. Honestly, <laughs> honestly I don't yeah, think like, there's any of that game. that's better than another. It's just we all have our own, our own way of, like, reacting to each game. And they all have their yeah. flaws and good points. So I don't Paces. think one should be more trash than another, whatever, the way they're doing it. Yeah, and it's, so, it's crazy it's because... You'll, you'll have people, I've seen this happen on Twitter, there'll be people who'll say, who'll say some stuff like, yeah, I didn't like Xenoblade 1 as much, still a fun game, I still enjoyed some parts, but, you know, I liked another game more, and then, like, you'll read, like, the comments, people will be like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about, how dare you say Xenoblade 1 sucks, it's like, he didn't even say that, he literally said, it's like, the person literally said, I enjoyed the game. Yeah, it's, uh, a lot of it is this. Most people have a favorite Xeno game, and if you say you like the other one more, or you have an argument for one being better than the other. It's it's like you, uh, it's like you threaten their family or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't, it's I don't like, get uh, it. Honestly, I, I always see those. Yeah, fights I, I don't. Just like I don't understand why you guys are fighting over which one is best and which is just they're all good. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it's, it's I, I, left up. I don't know why people go ahead and have to yeah. basically bitch and moan and be like, no, this one's better. No, this one's better. Taste is subjective. Let people like what they yeah, like. Exactly. And if you can't go in and respect and enjoy the fact that they like it, then you're a piece of shit. <laughs> That's that. I'm very blunt. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm I, very blunt when it comes once, to things like that. Uh, oh, this was a year ago. My God. I once left a a big list of stereotypes for every Xeno game. Literally every single one. And they're all, like, really mean-spirited. I just left all... I just started sending them to people. Like, for each... <laughs> and when I say each game, I'm not... Like, I'm leaving... I'm even leaving, like, episode one, two, and three for Xeno so I get in separate categories. Like, that's how, like, specific I got about it. I even left Torn on Xenoblade 2 in separate categories. Like, uh, like just an example of how mean-spirited they kind of were. Like, there's one for Xenogears. The first one says, pretends they like it for substance... But they actually like it for the power fantasy aspects and how quote epic it is. <laughs> just shit like that. It's just like terrible. I would read this. <laughs> Same. The, I think that my favorite one was the one for Xenosaga too, because the first one just says laughing my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it was just like like it just because like, it yeah, it's just because it's specifically for if your favorite game is that. So for episode two, it's just like, yeah, you know, that was like the first one I had to put in. And then, and then right after it says, actually fucking Chad, because they don't give a fuck about what everyone else's favorite is. 
And the last one said, uh, loves bad music placement. And then parentheses, Japanese fans only. Because the Japanese version had oh, different yeah. music placement. I, that was way that. worse than the English one. Yeah. Uh, oh, I think maybe something you... I know you guys have been around for a while. Uh, where, where was this one? For Zeno's like a 3 was, was, was really, really great. Uh, where was this? It, it this is like this whole list. Every one of these lists is like very. It's just full of profanity. I just wrote this when I was in like a certain mood, and it just says one of them just says, "Seems like a three. Uh, wouldn't shut the fuck up about this game on live journal." It's <laughs> 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 too good. Yeah, yeah. It's, this one maybe I may have sent it later. I don't want to read it on here. It's 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 a little spicy. So. <laughs> We like the spicy. Give us, yes, like give the us the spicy. spicy. Man, I should, I should, think of, you know, to get back on the topic of the podcast, we did go a little off. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. <laughs> it was fun to trash a fandom for a little bit, but we got to get back on track. Uh, so once I, uh, so I actually have the betas for quite a few Xeno games. Mm-hmm. And, but I don't get these before they come out. It's not like I'm getting these games ahead of time. Most of, most of the time, it's way after they come out. Like, the Xenos Saga 3 one I have is it was like 10 years after it came out. Because more than that, just for, to specify, I didn't know anybody at Monosoft until 2016. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it's not, it's not like an old thing. It's still... I, I can't call it new now. It was like four years ago. But, yeah. Um, but I got... I have, I have a beta for Xenoblade X. And I have told the person, I told the person that sent me this, this exact quote. And I said, after about like a half hour playing it, I should have told them, I think this is the worst game I've ever played. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so the beta for, I think I, I talked about this a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, yeah I, I remember hearing it's, from the thought when I was listening to it. Yeah, it's, uh, again, I always go back to this one thing. You run out of fuel by riding on, on like vehicle mode, like not in the air. You just run out of fuel like going on the ground. That is it's horrible. Like it's it's so bad. Voices are missing and are replaced with like more repetitive voices. Uh I never said this part, but the parts of the maps are a little different. But they're like some of them are very obviously unfinished. So they'll just turn into like plant like no textures and then it'll just kind of turn into like corrupted stuff and it's just like uh, obviously, it's an unfinished game, so right. obviously I, I'm not supposed to judge it. But at the same time, there was nothing of substance to take away from this beta. I'm pretty sure it was just sent to me just to fuck with me. I'm, <laughs> I'm, like that's my theory. Here. Some people be like, "Oh, but he'd be super interesting. You should, you should leak that pure pure. You should leak stuff. You should leak all this shit." And you know, like I had somebody ask me the other day, like, "Oh, do you know when the next Monolith Soft announcement's going to be?" And I was like. No, and if I did, I wouldn't tell you because I have enough tact not to fucking do that. But you know, but, uh, the, the closest I came to doing something like that was when Zelda came out. So not even Zeno. It was when because uh, I knew about that like like two weeks or a week and a half before it came out, before it was announced. And uh, the thing uh, in hindsight, I'm sure you guys are remembering. I kept posting pictures of Ganondorf like the week before it came out. <laughs> that was like the joke. Yeah. And and then twelve hours before the direct at exactly midnight, I posted a video of like Ganondorf laughing, like no context. <laughs> and that and then and then, and then the trailer came out and you probably saw I don't even know if that's Ganondorf in the trailer, but it looks like Ganondorf. That's that was like the joke. Yeah. So it reminds me how after that trailer came out, like a lot of people were doing that meme of like uh 
Ganondorf have have to rehydrate or something. Oh, <laughs> like a... and yeah, there was all the second Ganondorf. <laughs> <I know. laughs> it was hilarious, but yeah, I was really excited yeah. when I saw that announcement. Actually, it was like yes. That that was the closest I came. I remember I told something to Fees because he's like a huge Breath of the Wild fan. I said something to him that night. He got like really angry at me because he knew I was like kind of fucking with him a little bit. And I was like, ah, well, you know, I kind of implied it was like well, maybe it won't be something you care about. And he loves Breath of the Wild, and <laughs> I said it like very specifically. And he was, and then the announcement came out. And he's like, dude, fuck you. He was like, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember I was watching that di- direct actually uh, at work at noon, kind of late afterwards. But yeah, <laughs> I kind of I kind of freaked out in the small office. I kind of locked myself into because basically there's the cafeteria that was kind of further away from the internet. So I went to the office where the warehouse manager was working to like eat and just like be closer to the connection and yeah I was freaking out alone in that office being like yeah I'm so done <laughs> but yeah um I uh and the thing is I get really nervous now whenever one of these trailers is gonna come out that anyone at Monosoft has worked on because ever since uh after like the Xenoblade 2 reveal I've been like kind of nervous about like man I hope these trailers don't suck as like a reveal even though these games will suck because there's Xeno. But still, like, I'm kind of sitting here, I'm like, I really hope these trailers are, like, nice. You know, I, I hope they're not, like... Yeah. Un- they don't feel, like, super unfinished. When the Xenoblade Divinity uh, Edition trailer came out, I was, like, kind of nervous because... It, I was just... Something about it, was, like, going into it, I was like, oh, no, I'm like, this trailer might be, like, jank as hell. Because if you've played Definitive Edition, you know some parts of it are, like, very obviously a remaster. And I was like, I really mm-hmm. hope that's not too obvious in the trailer. It just looks weird. And it ended up, it ended up being fine, but you know, I, just stuff like that. I get like before at least I got like really nervous about, or like I hope they don't show something that people will take it out of context mm-hmm. and think this other thing, and then the build up for the game is just horrible. Yeah, I, I get what you mean there. Yeah, I'm still glad though that the definitive edition though has been getting a lot of like, I, I feel like it's been getting a lot of uh, trailers here and they're thrown into ads and stuff, because the other day I was telling the others how I was listening to stuff on YouTube, and like, I think I got the Xenoblade ad at least, like, 12 times. I was just like, whoa! That's crazy. <laughs> but it may just be my phone just spying on me and throwing me Xeno stuff, because it knows I like Xeno. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably recommended stuff. Recommended ads yeah, probably. <laughs> Another strange memory is uh, uh, this is a weird one. Uh, so I, I've kind of avoided talking about this for a long time because there was a good time where I wasn't allowed to talk about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's nothing's changed for me, but it's at a point where I'm just like, I'm not going to in trouble for talking about this. I don't care. Um, the, the Xenosaga HD edition thing. Oh. From like six years ago, I remember when that happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this this was before this was just before, well, or maybe like at the beginning of like, oh man, I'm starting to like not like Xeno or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I actually had signed that petition, believe it or not. <laughs> wow, nice. And uh, no, I didn't even think about it. I just kind of signed it. I was like, oh, you're doing this thing. Oh, fuck it, whatever. You no, know, I just kind of signed it, mm-hmm. and 
people were always linking it to me. I'm like, yeah, whatever, I'll sign it. And uh, uh, I'm trying to remember who, like, like, at what point was it like, it, there was a point where it was pitched. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'll, t- I'll just talk about like what happened at like Namco or whatever. Yeah. There's a lot of that. People don't really know what happened. Yeah. So it, it was actually pitched mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, like a marketing team, some producers, and uh, it was just largely a Harada thing. Right. This was largely his idea. Mm-hmm. And, and and people got mad at him because, like, oh, there's no Xenosaki HD. Where is it, Harada? You should be thanking him for even thinking about it. It was very thoughtful of him. He had nothing to do with Xenosaki at all. Yeah, honestly, like, I super respect the dude for even giving us a slight hope of, like, for even, possibly Yeah, for even, like, bothering to tell us. Because it, it's yeah, really sad with Xenosaga, because really it's, like, it's the only Xeno games that are really easy to access for new people. So, because Xeno games you can just buy off BSN, it's super easy to access, but Xenosaga is, like, yeah, good luck, especially with the third one. <laughs> good luck to find it. <laughs> Oh or yeah. good luck to uh, try and emulate it, because uh, that's the only second option you can have. Yeah. Um, so it was pit, but it, was, it wasn't like a, a long process of it being considered. I think it got pitched twice, to be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what it seemed like. That's, that's what I've gotten from... Because before I knew anyone at MLS, it was Namco. That's how I got to know anybody at MLS, so it was through Namco. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's actually the original connection. But with Namco, uh, like, that, the, the gist I get is that it was kind of pitched twice. I, I don't know if that's true. That's my speculation here. Mm-hmm. As much as I don't like doing Xeno speculation. <laughs> but I think the idea was that, because uh, at, at, at the end of the day, it's, you know, is this marketable or not? Is there a net, uh, is there a big net profit here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And, and not, even, not even that, is it, you got to put your own staff members on it, too, usually. Like, even with the original Xenosaga, even though there's some contradictions and in interviews where it's true or not, but there were actual Namco staff on that series yeah. that were helping out. Like, as, even the, but it's just, they weren't, a lot of the producers weren't helping out that much. It was just development team stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, the storyboard artist for Xenosaga 1 and 2 is a Namco guy. Not, they're not, they're not Monosoft. Um, so... The idea is, um, this was before Xenoblade 2 came out. Xenoblade 2 is the most popular Xeno game now, at least in terms of sales. Yeah. You could argue maybe Xenoblade 1 is more popular. But a lot of people say, well, with that game, you know, and with the Switch being a more mainstream system than the fucking Wii U, uh, then, you know, maybe, well, there's more of a chance now, you know, people will become more interested in Xeno, mm-hmm. you know, as a, you know, his other games. Yeah. So, so you know, there's more of a demand for it now, and that's true. There is more demand for it now, but the problem is, is that that vocalness from that crowd versus actual uh, numbers, yeah, it doesn't match up. Mm-hmm. Like, it, there's a huge inconsistency, and there's actually a, a tweet that somebody sent to Harada saying, "Oh, if you." If you release it, I'll buy ten copies. Oh, I saw that too. And Har- yeah, and Harada, like knowing the reality of the situation, just just responds coldly, like "You should have done that ten years ago" or some yeah. shit. Like this, yeah. just shut. I remember that tweet. Down. That was that was so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. damn. Like, but that's like the guess. It's like, I mean, I think because like some stuff does well. Like the the uh, the art book sold pretty well, all things considered. 
but it's not like even things like they even take like Xenoblade numbers into example. That's still not like to remaster those three games. That's still not really like it's not like the this huge prize. It would have to be through other things. They'd have to do a whole marketing blitz in order to have it be like a big profit, like through uh, you know figures and shit, which it's like it has, but it'd have to be. It had to be really careful about, and they're like, "It's not even fucking worth it." At least not right now. Mm. It's like, you know, we're, yeah. It, I can't. I, I don't even. From a sheer marketing standpoint, I don't think they made no. the wrong decision. Uh, I, but that's you know, a lot of people don't want to hear that. Like, well, yeah, it's, it's, I understand. Know. I think also what's really hard, especially with Zittle Saga, is that the Zittle Saga people or the people who played Zittle Saga, a lot of them either got into it late, so like the old numbers were not really much to get up to because like a lot of us might have gotten copies used after the fact because we found them late but also a lot of them are not really connected to the communities so whenever there's petition or any kind of faction going on like those people might actually miss it too so it's not really easy to like spread out the word so much about those things to help out I feel like but yeah I totally understand this standpoint. It's just I find, I find it sad too because I'm like, it would be cool to just have it available again. It just like even me, like I hold the games, but like the old TV I have to use it on is kind of shitty. And like my new TV, whenever I try to get the PS2 working on that, it looks like pixels hell. <laughs> so it's just like, oh god. <laughs> It's really hard to like play those games on like new technology, and that would it would have been cool to get them like translated better to like this new technology to be able to play them a bit easier without having to go through a bunch of zigzags and stuff too. Yeah, yeah. Um, But it's it's just like Harada said in the original when uh, people got super excited over that original petition, which I also signed as well. Same here. Um, I didn't even have a Twitter, it, and I, I made a Twitter <laughs> just to go there, and then it got hacked. <laughs> um, I don't even think I had a Twitter at the time. It was a, it was just a, it was an actual petition site um, yeah. back in 2014, but. Um, people showed, they were like, look, there's 5,000 signatures, and Harada responded going, I said that there has to be tens of thousands of signatures to even get Namco to even be interested in this. Like, you could tell, the guy had his heart in the right place. He wanted to give the games a chance, especially with how good Blade was booming. But without the numbers matching Mm -hmm. up to what the higher-ups want, it's it's just like how Pierre said, it's not gonna go anywhere. Yeah, for unfortunately. Sure. And that's a sad reality about it. It's all about numbers, numbers, numbers. But I feel like a lot it's of a people sick, also miss that petition. Like I spoke with a lot oh. of people afterwards that were like, Oh wait, there was oh. a petition? I didn't know. Well, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people yeah. didn't know. Well, sadly, like I remember uh I don't know if it was around that time or maybe a few years later was the dot heck GU tri- HD trilogy. Yeah. But I don't think that did yeah. too well, so I wonder if that might also factor. Yeah, in. there was like rumors that like people started saying like, "Oh, they they said this because the Dot Hack trilogy didn't sell well." But I don't know how true mm-hmm. that is, and I don't think that that HD collection did that poorly either. Yeah, 
I did. Oh yeah, I do release. remember they. Uh, I don't. I don't have any evidence to back I, that up. So. I remember they did celebrate selling three hundred thousand copies at one point, which I don't know if that would be good or bad. That's yeah, not a great number, but I don't know how much went into that remaster. So yeah. mm, fair. It depends on on the source code is handled too. It's it's a lot to think about. Uh, yeah. I wish they would like just try it with episode one and see what happens from there, but. That, that probably won't happen either. They gave you the wrong trilogy with uh, you get Kajira doing the music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Like, for me, right now, with especially with Saga, I would even just be content if they released it on the PSN store. Just, like, they've, they've released so many very obscure, very low, um, low, uh, sales PS um, PS2 games through the PSN on the PS3. Why not Saga? They yeah, did it for God Hand. They did it for a Okage. lot of things that did under under yeah. And they those all those games did like under a million units when they sold worldwide. Whereas Saga, especially Episode One, sold oh, I think about like what like almost a million units in the first few months. I think it was actually more. Well, I mean, total sales. Yeah. I could be wrong, but... Um, yeah, the, actually, the reason why the Xenosaga anime exists is because Toei actually was impressed with the sales of the game. Hmm. That's going kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I the, the best chance would have been just, like, a classics release on, like, the PS3 or something. Yeah, I think even just mm-hmm. that would help a lot of people just try them out if they want to try them out. But at the same time... I could see how maybe these games may be hard to like emulate because just emulating them on PC takes very specific settings and they're really hard to get stable. So I don't know, maybe that may be the issue, but that's just me fishing what I think might be difficult with those. But yeah. Yeah, the source code for episode one is kind of. I don't even think anybody knew how to mod that game until, like, what, two years ago videos finally started to surface on how to actually, like, I remember watching a video, and I remember showing sharing it um, in Mira and, Mira and everything, too, of uh, somebody went ahead and found the debug room of Xenosaga Episode 1, and they're going through, like, the fully rendered um, Shiana Jin's house, um, uh, potential um little extra dungeon the um creation room of momo all that stuff that wasn't accessible in the game that you only ever saw in the previews back in japan only or content that was completely cut all together and that only just got discovered like two years ago i think it was longer than that i have i have some screenshots of being in jin's house from like Six years ago, seven years ago. Let me publicly again, because a lot of the co- a lot of the code and a lot of the resources to even be able to get the models extracted and everything, it all died with Godsib, and hardly anybody has any recollection of that site whatsoever. There's hardly any traces of it on the internet as well, too. Well, yeah, my my memory of like that kind of stuff is like like where to get that stuff is. Yeah, I'd have to think about it for a while. I have to go into my. I have like a Xeno hard drive. <laughs> a mess. So I, I, I don't know where I... You know. But a few people have seen what it looks like. 
like the folder that notices like a nightmare. Like, how do you have all this shit? It's like uh, Sitan's <laughs> uh, junkyard, basically. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good analogy. <laughs> But yeah. Any other, any other stories anybody wants to share? Uh, I think we shared quite a bit. I I don't know. I I got one. Yeah, we somehow got two hours out of this. <laughs> I'm, I'm I've been debating on telling this other one, but I don't know if I want to or not. Go ahead. You can. <laughs> you can. Oh, no, it's barely recollection. It's okay. It's it's from like two months ago. Not even two months. No, 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 not even two months ago. Fuck. <laughs> I don't know. It's up to you. I got one, but mine's really pretty short and sweet as well, too. Oh well. Hey, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go for it. Um. Basically, uh, I remember. Um, I'm actually in the process of making a game that was originally supposed to be a web comic, and the whole entire synopsis and everything like the starting reason for making and sitting down and making the story for 16 years now is um wait is it 16 years 2006 no 2006 it is 2020 i'm really bad at math anyway (laughs) 2006 i had a xenosaga 3 nightmare like i actually had a physical nightmare where it was one of those really weird like you're the main character and you're feeling everything that's going on and along it um i had that really vivid nightmare like it was like i was a person like in the middle of like of milsha like the milshan conflict and everything would happen in episode three um and it was so traumatic, but also really intriguing to me that I actually started building my own lore and my own story just because of that nightmare. And I don't think I would be where I am with my story right now if it wasn't for that. Yeah, it's crazy. And I did yeah. I did see a few uh, things that you shared before and like it looked really good so far. Can't wait to see more. <laughs> I've actually been working on some uh, some sprites the whole entire time we've been doing the podcast. Nice. <laughs> so. Yeah, I've had some Zeno dreams before. They usually get kind of weird, but it- all Zeno dreams are nightmares. <laughs> that one was very much a nightmare. It was just it was so real and it was so jarring and it was. <sighs> It was something else. Yeah, we're talking visual conflict too, so it's like, yeah, that's kind of the worst place to be. <laughs> Especially if it's while uh, the song is activated and all the shit's going on. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was definitely during that. It was definitely during that. It was pretty, it was pretty intense, but uh, yeah, that's what I, that's what I was working on. Nice. Oh, so cute. Are you ready to but, share yeah. pure? <laughs> oh, that's mine. Fine. This feels like more like more like an excuse to talk about something than <laughs> than a very real issue and actual memories, as 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 per usual with pure. <laughs> no, no good vibes allowed. I still, I still don't even know how I want to start this. Let me, let me, let me look back at my because somebody, it's something that somebody sent me. 
And uh, let me see if I can go back. Uh, this is this is probably way too long. You know, I'm not gonna find this. Let me see. Oh, I'm gonna like actually manually search it. Yeah, I can do some editing. Okay. Magic. No, no, I just found it. It's no big deal. Um, so, okay, so there was an interview, like, it was, yeah, really, it was like a month ago. Mm-hmm. It's a Famitsu interview. There were a couple of Famitsu interviews, like Takahashi had, like, a Q&A. It was pretty normal. Mm-hmm. It was, there was nothing too weird about it. I, let me clarify this. So, I don't think Takahashi is that great at interviews. Uh, half the time when I, when I know he's going to do an interview in the future... Mm-hmm. I kind of just tell myself, please don't say something stupid. Please don't say something <laughs> stupid. Um, but then there's uh, Sugira, and he is even worse at interviews than Takahashi. He's only fine when he's talking about like business things, because that's like his thing. He's not really the creative force behind Xeno games at all. Mm-hmm. So when he starts talking about Xeno games in any way, Immediately, it's like a contradiction to something that Takahashi said because the way he talks about it is like it, it, it makes like no sense. Or he like word it in a way that you're gonna walk away from it thinking something like weird, like "huh, that's weird, that doesn't make any sense," or uh, you couldn't put two and two together. Like there's something off about the way he talks about certain games. I think a part of it is to just generate some shallow buzz because that's kind of his job sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, but he had like an interview recently. You guys have probably heard about this. There's a uh, an the, the article title for the most, probably the most well-known, uh, that like, sharing of this interview, or, like, these parts of it, is uh, this. I feel, I can feel my stomach sinking just with the way it's worded. Uh, Xenogears 2 didn't happen because of Final Fantasy Spirits Within. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah have you guys heard of this? I have seen I, that. Yep, I saw <laughs> that, and I was, like, immediately wanted to ask about you that. about it, but... <laughs> yeah, dude, trust me. My fucking DMs blew up when that went <laughs> up because people were like, people were like, what the fuck is this? Like, pure, you've never said this before, or pure, <laughs> this contradicts this one thing Takahashi said. What the fuck? <laughs> or pure, this contradicts this one fandom belief that's actually total horseshit, by the way, but still, it contradicts this one thing I've been indoctrinated into believing, or some before, just terrible. You know, uh, uh, this is. This is why I don't like these interviews. It's not even just because they're bad. It's because now I'm going to get bothered because of how bad they are. <laughs> the interview itself isn't even that bad. It's it's the interpretation of it that's bad. And what how you could walk away from it that's bad. So actually, you know what? I can't just talk about this. I need, I need a drink. <laughs> I, I, there's no way I could just talk about this. You know, as, as things are right now. I need to... I just need to... <laughs> All right, so in this interview, Segura actually never says Final Fantasy Spirits Within at all. He never says it. What he says is, uh, let me let me let me get the exact wording. Let me at least get the exact wording of their translation, which is it was fine. There's nothing wrong with what they translated, really. Mm-hmm. And there's other, there, trust me, there's other in- interpretations of this interview that are are out there, and they're. Much worse. There are so much worse. It's it's. I don't understand how the fandom and 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 journalists that are writing about Zeno have arguably gotten worse about talking about it. It's been twenty two years, and it's so it's still so bad. It actually blows my mind. It actually completely blows me away. But anyway, I'm you know I'm getting I'm getting a little. 
in my 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 my, <laughs> my Zena was a mistake mode here. Just bear with me. So there, uh, what, what what's there? Uh, what, what was the exact quote they gave here? Uh, oh, so they said okay, because Square was was putting uh, their, their quote was putting massive investments into film business, mm-hmm. which is not wrong. That's not wrong. Um, let me make sure that they didn't. Whoa, I didn't mean to do that. Um. So, Spirits Within. Let's see how many times it's mentioned here. Uh, two for the title. And one for... Uh, where they talk about... Okay, in, in parentheses, it's like their little edit, I guess, saying, like, well, their first movie was Spirits Within. And that's it. Uh, he did not mean specifically Spirits Within. And if, it, if somehow he ever mentioned at any point in his career... Spoilers, he, he hasn't. If he has, I'll fucking eat, like my hat or some shit. I don't know. But he's... The point is, is that Square... Here's the real reason and why this interpretation is incredibly annoying and why others are even worse. It's it's only going to get worse from here. This is going to be a great way to cap this shit off, isn't it? Um, So... when, When they were making the move out of Square, when they made that decision and the build to it, Square was making a lot of changes. I'm sure a lot of you guys are aware that, like, very late 90s Square into, like, the 2000s Square was it was coming like, a different place almost. Yeah. You might have noticed not only did these people leave and, and became, like, co-founders of all stuff and got some other Square guys to go with them, a lot of people left. Like, it's not just, you know, the fucking world of people that left Square doesn't just exist with people that went to Monosaw. Yeah. A lot of people left. A lot of creative minds left. Like, uh, after Chrono Cross, uh, What's-His-Face left. I always forget his name, just like on the first or, or second podcast episode I was on. I forgot his name. Masato Kato? Um, Masato Kato. Yeah. Don't bully me over this. So, <laughs> um, so he left not that long. He became like a freelancer after Chrono Cross. A little, like, I think like a year or two or some shit after Chrono Cross, maybe like three years, he left. Like, people were leaving. And, and the thing is, what Sugira says here, to a certain degree, is a contradiction of what Takahashi said like 20 years ago where he said actually one of the reasons I left is because Square is making massive investments into Final Fantasy and they just want to do Final Fantasy stuff and they're moving away from doing other IPs and that's he said I don't think that's good business going forward there's like a quote from him just like I don't remember where it was I don't don't, I don't remember that well but it, it's a thing he said and that he uh like that almost feels like a contradiction of what Sugir is saying they're both true it's just, it's not entirely one thing or the other. Mm-hmm. But the thing with the, the film industry is just, it's not just Spirits Within. They were doing this for the long haul at the time they were leaving. It wasn't just a Final Fantasy movie. They did Final Fantasy Spirits Within, which obviously did not bode well for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, this is before it didn't bode well for them. They were just working on it. You know, they were just preparing themselves for it, which was a big deal. But on top of that, they could have kept their other ideas going like there were a bunch of other like things like oh what happened to this ip and this thing and this thing and this thing or this isn't ha- being handled the same anymore you know it's not just oh within make a xenogear sequel it was their shit was changing everywhere and if you weren't in that final fantasy like in the the roots of that which takahashi had recently kind of left maybe he could have gotten back into being like a major role of final fantasy but he wasn't interested in that mm-hmm. and sagira was kind of opening this opportunity for the both of them so there's a uh, it's not just the industry. It's not just. It's not just that. It's it's a big combination of things. Just big changes, and 
I think uh, Saku, um, Sakaguchi or whatever, he, uh, I think there's like a time where he said he didn't like Square around that time. Like he was all up money to them. And so when, uh, it's not, so with the film industry thing, Spirits of Zen would come out in 2001. Obviously, that would be the first thing. That was the big thing they were preparing for. But they were also preparing this for the long haul. So you guys have to remember, uh, you guys remember uh, the Animatrix? Yeah, I remember yes. the, the short film they did for that. Well, the CG parts of that are made by Square. Yep. Which is another thing they had to help invest in. Then there was Advent Children, which was done by a different studio, but Square by that point, it either owned the studio or was putting huge investments into it. That's more money being put. And also, by the way, more of them put focusing on Final Fantasy, putting more money into it. So things like that were are really what he's talking about. He's not just talking about Spears Within. There wasn't a specific thing that it was like, oh yeah, Spears Within ruined everything. Like that that's not that you're painting a really one dimensional picture. Even more so than Segura is, which is impressive because I don't think he's a good interviewer when it comes to this stuff. It's, you know, it's like a nightmare. So now everybody's saying, well, you know, that doesn't make any sense. Because, uh, and this brings up another thing about, you know, Xenogears not getting a sequel. Is, um, he, he said, uh, there, there's like the thing where, well, Xenogears needed a million copies within a year to get a sequel. Now, normally when I think of Xenogears and one million sales... I, it, it's kind of just gone over my head that how much of that's like a thing because for a lot of these people it's not just people that make these games it's for e- everyone reaching that one million mark is like a big deal for any game especially if it's like a game that's not like a you know like a new IP maybe not like heavily advertised like another franchise by the same company like Final Fantasy that one million mark is like a big yeah. deal especially if you get it one year mm-hmm. but there's this thing where people believe and I, I I kind of feel bad for not, like, even thinking about it that much until, you know, I guess I had a reason to, uh, that people think that you, it needed a million sales in one year to get a sequel, and that's why they didn't have a sequel. That's actually not true. Like, that's not, that's actually not a thing. That's, uh, I had, that should have been in the Xenomyths episode, but I never even thought about it. Uh, that would have been a, that would have been a pretty tasty one. I guess one of those regrets. We'll need to do a part two. Oh... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, I don't, I don't know if my blood pressure can handle a part two right now, man. <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, like it, it was, and and the thing is, they're like, well, somebody's lying, I guess. Like they're like, oh, he said this before. Nobody said anything about million that that million sales thing. No official source has ever said that. There's literally no source for it. You want to know what's even worse? Wikipedia is not the best source for things. But even the Wikipedia page for Xenogears makes no mention of needing a million sales. Mm. Like, there's like there are sources that are considered like these authoritative sources for for Xenogears or, or these older games, and they make the statement, and it's not true, and there's no source for it, and they're okay with having no source for it and still putting it there. And that, if you can't tell, that fucking pisses me off. Like that's that's to me that's not cool because yeah, that's yeah, not sure. right. It's worse when you have writers for the game on their fucking Twitter talking about how there's misinformation and shit. And even acknowledging that myth, that's been, that's actually been acknowledged on Twitter by people. Like it's, and people ignored it because I guess it doesn't, you know, they're so into believing that, that, you know, and even worse is, uh, you know, there's, there's a couple of people that so they're like, oh, uh, well, if, if Segura is probably not lying then. And that means that Square, I guess they're assuming that Square was the one that gave the, the million, fucking sales thing out uh they must have uh they must have been doing that as like a as a cover-up or some shit to cover up how 
how shitty their situation was now that they were putting all this money into movies, which is is fucking horseshit. I mean, don't get me wrong, it, there was a lot of money put in, but they weren't in dire. It was a big risk, but it wasn't like they were in like these this horrible situation until after the movie came out, and then they realized, oh no, this flopped more than we could possibly imagine. Oh no, we lost like almost a hundred million dollars or some shit. Yikes. Uh, then it was a problem, but you know this this whole thing like you know uh, is why I was I was questioning if I wanted to talk about it or not because now I'm gonna take another sip of this drink because I'm I'm you know I think it's got like twenty degrees hotter in the fucking <laughs> <room>. <laughs> oh my god oh my god uh, but yeah and it's like I guess I guess. I don't know. When, when I hear people say, like, oh, it's just a cover-up or some shit, it's like, man, how many excuses are you going to make for something like that happening? Like, I, it, and how you can consider yourself, like, you know, a lot of these people literally label themselves as, like, informative about the series or whatever, and it's like, oh, yeah, come ask me about the shit. And then you say that, and it's like, man, like, I, that really bugs me. That really bothers me. And it shouldn't bother me, because I don't even like, I'm not even like a Xeno fan. And that, like, destroy it, 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 it really makes me angry. And again, it shouldn't make me angry. It shouldn't make me this angry. But it really pisses me off. Because I've had people that have worked on these games that are like, man, it's, sometimes it's hard to talk about the games from a certain angle. Mm-hmm. Because especially with like Western fans, it's like there's like certain beliefs that are so coded in there that if you say something, they're going to see it from a certain angle that's not true. And it's like, I, you know, a lot of these guys didn't even fuck Twitters because imagine being a Xeno developer and having a Twitter. It's bad enough as it is. Like you see... How many times have you seen Sarai Saga make a tweet about, like, man, look at all this misinformation about this shit? Yeah. yeah, I was just about to bring that up. Yeah, I didn't even like bringing that up, because, like, that's, like, weird. Like, I don't, you know, I don't even like drudging that up. But it's, like, it's too easy of an example. Mm-hmm. But it, it's fucking everywhere. I don't even know how, like, that doesn't happen to Han. I guess because they don't identify him with Xeno that much in, in the same way. Because yeah. he, he, he gets around fine on Twitter. Like, he, maybe because he doesn't give a shit. He's, like, a, he, he's, like, a, he seems like a, like a savvy guy. Especially from what I've heard from people that have, like, worked with him. Everybody's, like, really likes him. So, yeah, that's why. But I, 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 I don't even know. And then there's there's one other thing that, that was insane. I haven't gotten to the, the, the interpretation of this that's, that's even worse. It gets even worse, people. It gets, <laughs> like, strap the fuck in. We're, we're, it's going to be insane. It's about to get insane. As if this wasn't insane already. So, I guess there's a... Um, he kind of worded this in a bad way. Sigur uses the term Xenogears 2 when he didn't really have to. Mm-hmm. He could have just said um, science fiction game that Takahashi wanted to make. Because that's really what it was. Yeah. He Takahashi, after, remember how I, I've talked about this, he he wanted you know, as he was making Xenogears, he, he, his ideas were getting more progressively science fiction mm-hmm. rooted. And by the time he was done, he was like, man, I really want to make a science fiction game. That's why Xenosaga is the way it is. Like, it's you know, it, it's very much, there's, like, almost no, like, inkling of, like, traditional fantasy RPG stuff in that mm-hmm. game. And when, when he says Xenogears 2, he really means that. It's not necessarily something that has to be rooted in Xenogears, like, lore or anything. Like, it's, there was, like, a, there was a time where when a, a, a journalist was talking to him, and he said something like, uh, that Xenogears was technically the fifth game in, in Xenosaga or whatever, and Takahashi just kind of gave, like, an answer, like, that he was, he was like, oh, well, we're still working on episode one. We're so long away from, like, an episode five or whatever. Something like that. And uh, and then, like, after that, he would give an interview. I believe this was after that. I'm, 
there was one time where, he, where oh, almost immediately after that interview, he talks about in like a Japanese interview, he's like, oh, he's like, yeah, Xenosaga is not a sequel to Xenogears. It's like, this is a new game. Like, this is a new thing. Mm-hmm. Sagira said something like, I made Molosoft so maybe one day, or, or rather so that we could see Xenogears 2 happen in some way, was his wording. Mm-hmm. And that game was Xenosaga. Because Xenogears 2 likely would have been him going more in on the sci-fi, and a lot of that setting mm-hmm. would have been, you know, like, uh, that, like, it's a story in space and shit. But that, he was like, well, I just want to make a game like that. It didn't have to be Xenogears. Mm-hmm. That's why he had no problem making Xenocyte. And that's why he had no problem being like, well, it's a new game. Where it goes from here, he wasn't really 100% sure yet. There were ideas. You know, a lot of people say, well, maybe we would have gotten something like Xenogears remake. It wasn't really decided what they would do entirely. Because Takahashi's been very open, especially nowadays, that whatever he makes is just what he felt like doing in the moment. So mm-hmm. even he was like, whatever, if we were to keep going with Xenocyte, he said it could have been really, like, he never, like, wrote anything for it. It would have just been, like, at the whim of whatever idea he felt like pursuing at the time. So, you know, obviously within, like, the lore of the game, but even then he's like, dude, he's like, his wording was like, it really could have been, like, so many different things. Like, he, it ultimately, like, he, the reason why he jumps to Xenoblade is something totally different is because he just does what he's, like, doing. So it's like, he's like, there's no, you, sh- you should have, like, little expectations if, like, a sequel were made as to, like, what it would be exactly, just because it would just be whatever you felt like doing. Yeah. Um, so, and I feel like even the way I'm wording it isn't, like, enough. Like, it's a little more nuanced than that, but I'm not writing about it. I'm just ad-libbing it right now. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, there are better ways for me to word this, so keep that in mind when I'm saying all of that. So, yeah, but, but there's people who think that... Now they think that because of the way Sigur said that, and he wasn't very clear about it, that Monosoft was made for Xenogears 2, that they're going to make Xenogears 2 someday. That's the reason why the, the company was made. And that's their goal. Because he said something about how like Xenoblade is a... It's a part of their goal, mm-hmm. and it's like a small part of it. Somebody wrote an article saying that what he meant by that was that their ultimate goal was to make Xenogears 2. That's going to be their biggest game, but they can't do it yet. Jeez. It's too... I guess Xenogears is so epic to this writer that, <laughs> you know, nothing he's made before that in the company was worthy. Oh you know, it's going to... This is what they're leading up to. It's leading up to Xenogears 2. That's the only reason <laughs> that the company exists. They're literally the only company. To this day, they're still, they're still going to make it. They're working on it. It's like... <laughs> And then he mentioned something like, and Xenoblade is only a small part of the Xenogears and Xenosaga metaverse or whatever. And the entire reason why those games exist is to be a part of some sort of like dream story he has, which is probably my favorite straw man about Takahashi, that he has a dream story and isn't as self-indulgent as he says he is. And that, you know, Perfect Works was the fucking blueprint for everything he's ever made, ever. <laughs> it's not just him... Even though he's literally made fun of himself for not having original ideas, like, before Xenoblade 2 came out, he was like... He said something that was like, uh... He said something like when he was doing the same thing in that game again, or in, like, another game. And I think he said something like, like, how many times a village or something was like would be burnt down in a game at the start and shit like that. He was, like, making fun of himself. <laughs> and, but, but I guess, you know, people people think, like, he has a dream story, and he's still trying to do it. And that's why certain things in these games exist. Yeah. I, I'm not going to entirely blame someone for maybe thinking that because there's so much bullshit in this fandom that you could personally, that, but, I, yeah, I'm mostly e- even me saying it here now is like a brave thing apparently because if you say that, that's controversial. Yeah, like 
it, it's not about pursuing new creative ideas. It's about doing the same old shit over and over against people. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know what the worst part about that interview is? Is that it came out right, right as Definitive Edition was coming out, and Definitive Edition has Future Connected. Oh, God. Don't get it. Yeah. Get me started on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know exactly where I'm going with this. Dude, you have. Yeah. People were. Oh, my God. Some of the shit I was reading about that was like before it came out. And I, I regret even mm-hmm. trying to like look for anything. Just, I was. It was just one of those things. I was like a glut for punishment. I was like, I wonder what people think about this. Holy <laughs> fuck, dude. Like, what people expect from him, like the stupid shit they expect. And the reason, they, people, it's unbelievable how Takashi's been making games for 22 years, and they don't get why he makes games. They just don't understand. Like, he's been so clear about it at this point. And they still think he does it just because, well, he wants to make it because of this game. And he wants to expand metal lore. Like, just because he shoves some shit that's the same shit. Like, it's either two things. And these are his own words. These aren't my fucking words. This isn't, like, insider information. One of them is, he, and this is from, like, 99, he, he said this, back when, like, Model Souls website was new. He said he didn't like to have, like, his fans felt, like, betrayed by, like, straying away, like, completely away from, like, what they knew. You know, it's, like, to remind people that he remembers them, which is why even, like, you see, like, some sometimes it's, like, a reinterpretation of, like, an old concept. Yeah. But sometimes it's, or, like, a, or, like, a character. Mm-hmm. Other times it's just like a shallow reference, which is a whole lot of, unfortunately. Honestly, yeah, uh, honestly, it's something that I've always loved about them. Like, they're all different, but they always have a bit... There's always going to be this small cameo thing that's going to be like a little wink to old work. And I can't... I, I really appreciate that, but I never really expect like a new game being like the old one I like. Like, I, I come into the games knowing that I'm gonna like what they write because it's their style that I'm drawn to. But yeah, I do enjoy those little cameos things that happens. Yeah. Yeah. People have this expectation that like Zeno is gonna become this like MCU of JRPGs or some stuff like that. Just like everything is just gonna come together in some weird way, and it's like that's not. Yeah, if 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 that if something like that would ever happen, it'd be completely like retroactive, because yeah. these these games were not meant to like be a thing. Xenoblade One was not even meant to have a sequel. Yeah. I got one, yeah, but that was never never wrapped up the game. Like, okay, yeah, we're gonna make a sequel directly tying into it or in some way. Like that was never a thing. That's that's another thing. Like uh, that every time a Xeno game comes out. Now, when Xenocycle was when it was coming out, I kind of understand why people were saying the things they were. That's like less. That was like less offensive. But then they kept doing it when Xenoblade came out. And they were like, "Well, this is him pursuing his dream story again. He's doing it again." And then Xenoblade came out and it had nothing to do with Xenoblade One. And then when that game came out, they were like, "Oh, this is the dream story. He's doing it again, guy. He's doing it again. This is a it's a new reboot." And then Xenoblade Two came out. And it had nothing to do with Xenoblade X. And once again, he's trying to connect everything. You see what he's doing? He's a, he's a genius. And it's and then Future Connected comes out. And he didn't do what they expected them to do. And it's like, it's the same cycle every time. Every time it's the same cycle. And it's like, I, I, like it, there's no... like it, 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 People don't learn and... The other thing is, like, if they're like, oh, this is actually a genius way. They've been connecting it. Like, this has been in the intent the whole time. If that if that's true, let's just say that's true for a second. 
then his world building abilities are fucking terrible because the way you, you would have to bend yourself into a pretzel to do that is so bad. Like it would be so terrible. Like I, I'm sorry to anybody that likes that idea, but it's just it, it's a problem with to the point where uh, uh, where some of the developers are like slightly embarrassed to talk about it. I'm sorry, I got a little, I got, I got, I got a little. <laughs> A little spicy there. Yeah, you know, it's totally little, fine. Like, it's okay. It's all right. Like a like a like a pepperoni flavored hot. I enjoy <laughs> it completely. <laughs> Very enjoyable. Yes, and that that might actually be a good uh, stopping point because I don't yeah, know. I, I don't mean, think we can I talk. Make... <laughs> yeah, no, I just want to make sure that there's a. Uh... You know, because you know at the end, like people are gonna ask. They're like, "No, you know, you got really." Uh... You know, you know, like, like what about this? What about that? There's always something. There's always something. You know what I saw the other day in one of these theories? I saw somebody make a theory, and some people were like super. It was just genius. Mm-hmm. I think I saw some some people. I mean, I get so many people respond to like theories like that that maybe it never happened. Mm-hmm. I like to think that I had a dream when I saw this post, and it never actually happened. Just so I could tell myself it never happened. But I saw someone say something like that: Xenoblade X actually stands for Xenoblade 10. They're planning ahead. <laughs> I, and I, 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 I think that was my... <laughs> oh I don't my think I heard that, that one. Point where I, was, I don't think I did. Dude, that. I, it's so... That sounds so bad that I almost hope it happens. Like that <laughs> you sounds, know, it's like... That sounds so terrible. That reminds like, me of like what people would say about Mega Man when Mega Man X came out. And like, oh, is that actually Mega Man 10? And... <laughs> I mean, at least that game takes place in the same continuity. That's true. <laughs> I mean, it might as well not, but in some regards, <laughs> yeah. it's like, yeah, it does. But it's like, you know, I, man, I almost regret going on that rant because that's like, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't like, I don't like, because I don't like saying that stuff in a ranty way. Like a lot of stuff in that book, when you go through it, you'll understand. Piece if you, at least if you have any reading comprehension. You'll understand, like, oh, okay, this is why he makes games, and this is that, and this is this, this is that, you know. Oh, this is he likes this concept, mm-hmm. and this is his take on it with this game, and this is this this thing on this game. <laughs> you know, there's a very a nuanced reason why he goes, even though it's, it's very, it's ultimately just what he feels like doing in the moment. There is a, a you know, I, I'm kind of oversimplifying it. There is a nuanced reason why he goes from one thing to the other, why he feels like doing it. A lot of it is even rooted in narrative, but you know, you'll get that when that happens, but it's just, oof, man, like, and, and, you know, there, are, there is some blame to go around with, uh, I don't know, with, with, uh, you know, like, like I said, Takashi likes to make sure some, some people in his own words don't feel betrayed. And mm-hmm. I feel like that, his need to do that has kind of made that worse in some ways. Like, I don't mind, you know, references or whatever, but sometimes I'm like, you need to, Sometimes it's like I like I when I remember certain things about games, I just remember the references, and I'm like, that's not good that I'm remembering the references, not you know some of the original parts of the game. That's like kind of annoying because a lot of the times those are my least favorite parts of those games. But I mean, that's that's just me. I I mean, man, I uh, this is what I was afraid of when I got on this podcast. <laughs> very very afraid. Um, um, yeah, there's because I, I just some people feel so adamant about that. They're so passionate about that, you know, that this is the reason why Xeno is a thing. And it's like 
when the way they put it, it's like it's like they don't respect the artistic integrity of the games as they were made, when they came out, why they were made, mm. the real reasons why they were mm. made, what they were trying to do with, you know, those characters in those games, and those are the, you know, and what he was trying to tell with that specific setting at the time that game came out. Mm-hmm. Those are the important parts of those games, and when you just turn it into something else, you know, into this other horse shit about, like, oh, with this meta thing, look at this meta, it's not, even if it were a thing, if you know, even if that was a reason why, or one of the reasons why they made the game like that, it's not like that, the fact that that's like the focal point for some people to to like play these games is so baffling to me, and it's become it, it's become like the prime source of, of misinformativeness. Like it's there's so many things that are just wrong about like just objectively wrong, just contradicts interviews, contradicts things I've heard from the company that you don't need to hear from the company itself. Because I remember uh, somebody was asking me for like or somebody showed me something with like their timelines of development on games. It was really off. I gave them more accurate timelines and they're like well i need a you know this is like supposed to be insider stuff it wasn't it was stuff that you could have done with google <laughs> but you know you know it'd be great if you had that sense of doubt with people who are actually bullshitting you and are giving you weird fucking theories that'd be great if, if you had you took you took that with a grain of salt you know instead of things that are that come to light literally months after i fucking say them you know that that would be great you know that would be some smart fucking shit yeah. but you know uh mm, uh, fuck. Like, uh, it's suffering. It's, yeah. Like, I, uh, and you know, and now I, I'm going on this rant. And I sound like I like the games. I just, I just complimented the games. I'm having. Uh, apparently, they have some sort of art- artistic integrity or some shit, which I you would never, never actually say. But here I am, you know, trying to fucking, you know, trying to keep the value of these games in some way. It's just, oh my god. Oh man, I wish I'd never played Uno. I wish I never, I wish I had never ever even come to care about it in any way. It's okay though. We like your stories. Agreed. Yeah. They're old. There's somebody out there that's sitting there thinking like, yo, they were going to make Xenogears 2. That's their dream. <laughs> Expect it. IP yeah, is coming I back. Don't. That's why Nomura worked on Xenoblade 2. They're <laughs> slowly rebuilding. <laughs> FF7 Remake is the demo for Xenogears 2. <laughs> yeah, man. That's why all the spooky ghosts were there. They're all <laughs> if, uh... Th- this, is, this is actually, speaking of Remake, this is a tiny little thing mm-hmm. I do hope they, they throw in. I hope they throw in that little Easter egg in disc two when they get to that part in the remake. Oh, yeah. Just as a little teeny tiny hilarious Easter egg for the original, considering both games had that. It would probably cause so many fans to be like, oh, look, that's confirmation, that's confirmation. Whereas for me, I'd just be like, hey, they remembered they wrote that line in there. Oh, the center gears right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't say that. I thought about that too, and I'm not looking forward to it at all. Hopefully, that'll be one of the things that, uh, you know, uh, has everyone here finished Final Fantasy VII Remake? Or, or you know, I haven't played yeah. Yeah, I, I did it yet, but I, I played the original game. But <laughs> well, I mean, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, maybe. 
maybe that'll be one of the changes in remake. You guys know what I'm talking about. That'll be one of the things that's just changed. That that no no reference to that, please. Just because th- <laughs> this fandom doesn't deserve it. <laughs> doesn't deserve Xenic Gears reference. I mean, oh man. I mean, uh, we, we were uh, lucky that 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 uh, that you know they they put the Welt Hall in um uh, in um. Oh uh, yep yep. Yeah, the, I, I can't remember the the name of it. Final Fantasy. What the hell is it called? The World of, the World Final, of Final Fantasy. Fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love. I love how they literally just put in the actual description. Yeah, we we did that. We put this in here. <laughs> I'm like, wow, <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty cool. But God, I just and you know, yes, I know this is Xena Gears reference in Advent Children. Yes, Advent Children. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What's that reference? There's a bunch of posters for old PlayStation games, and one of them is Xena Gears. Yep. I'll have to take I never more saw attention this. the next time I watch that. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there a Xenogear song in um what was that rhythm game? Theatrhythm? Yeah, I think it was uh, DLC. So you had to pay for it? I'm gonna pay for it. This has been enjoyable. This has been a fun first podcast with you guys. <laughs> oh, this is your first time here? Yep. Yeah? Yep. Yeah, this is yeah, her first episode. Yeah, she She's been on our server for some time, but it's her first episode, yeah. <laughs> I actually, you know, believe it or not, I actually listened to like a few of your episodes. I actually listened to your Xeno podcast a few nice. times. Nice. Wow. I listened to, like, I, listened to, I think it was the love episode. You guys actually mentioned me. You're like, man, I hope Pure doesn't hear this. It's been yeah, we, <laughs> yeah we, we constantly re- do reference of you. We, we do reference you at times, yeah. Oh, no. You're the Xeno boogie. <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, now you've heard what I've had to say and how I've had to say it. So you know why I, I it's I'm not protecting myself from Xeno fans on that server. I'm protecting them from me. Like it's <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. I I uh uh man. I'm really sorry about that, guys. And I'm I'm I'm, nah, I'm, that, that was good. I'm sorry to the listeners, especially if you enjoy that kind of thing and, and believing that kind of I'm sorry if I ruined it for you because I I, I don't want to I don't I don't want to ruin the games for anybody when I when I say these <laughs> things but I just you have to there's a limit to what certain things people can say without being like uh like listen like yeah you know like I always think of like you know sort of Saga makes these tweets and obviously her tweets are more about like things about her she could easily say things about the games if she wants to but I guess. She kind of like stays away from that. Um, there are times where she had the opportunity to. She says she does like once in a while, like the million sales thing. But that's like a that's like a small thing in the in the big fucking sea of weird shit. She usually just references things that are like really shitty about her. It's like you know, it's, it's... I I don't see that with other fandoms really. I don't see fucking Harada coming out saying like, man, I can't believe this fucking fandom said all this stuff about me. He usually just comes out and says, you know, stop asking me for shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh god, this is this has been a this has been a week, man. This is a Xeno podcast. That's a tragedy enough to know. <laughs> uh, also, uh, you know, all the stuff that's happened this week. Like, uh, I don't even want to. I don't even know if I should bring it up. It's like totally out of left field. But there's been some stuff going on this week. Yesterday was and and the day before yesterday was like a nightmare for like the 
you know, like the fighting game community and Smash Bros. Seen all that stuff. I was like, wow. oh yeah, I, I didn't yeah. even. I was thinking actually, my head is in such a different place coming into the podcast. Oh. I'm, I was glad I was actually talking about Zeno because my mind was not on Zeno coming into this. Yes. Well, I'm glad you could uh, vent a little bit. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, that wasn't the plan. I told, I, I told, I didn't warn you, Tyler. <laughs> I, I. You know, I don't know if I want to talk about this. I was thinking about talking about this because I know where it's going to go, <laughs> and I know I'm going to, no, you know, I, a small sliver of that Xeno rage I, is going to come out. It's just I, I brought this upon myself. I, it's, it, I'm okay with it. <laughs> no, no, I, I brought it upon myself. <laughs> coming. Honestly, I think until the next time. I think I we're all okay with it. Don't worry. I, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Anytime. And here, here's a small Xeno memory that uh, we can use to. Slightly counterbalanced. It's something more lighthearted. Because I just figured this out right now. I was on my phone and I went on Facebook. I went on my Facebook memories. Apparently, on this day eight years ago, I finished the first oh. Xenoblade. We made a status about it. That's oh. great. <laughs> nice. Probably a good note to end on. Yeah. Nice little lighthearted oh, nice, note. Nice and wholesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. You know, tied. Tyler, I won't blame you if you edit all of that out. No, no. That whole it's, half hour. it's all gold. It's yeah, all it's gold. golden. Dude, oh no. It's, it's, uh... Just make a separate, like, make that a separate upload. Bonus episode. No, no. Oh, God. Dude, and, and again, I keep saying, like, you just do this quietly. Alec, do it in your, in your little book. Do it in, like, video. And they'll... they'll They'll get it, right? You just just show by lead by example, you know. Lead by example. Don't just yell at people because then they're gonna be like, "Whoa, you know, what about this?" That and even then, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen back to this and I'm just gonna be like, "Oh, I forgot to mention this one thing." Now there's a hole in what I said because I forgot to mention this one thing. Now everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, pure, you got this wrong here." <laughs> listen, to what you got this wrong? He's wrong. Everything I said is now justified. You know, all this... Sh- oh, God. That's... that's It's so hard to have an honest conversation with <laughs> It's gonna be okay. That's why I like you guys. <laughs> oh. It's gonna be okay. Someone says something, we're just gonna be... <laughs> yeah, we should probably um, start yeah. wrapping up. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's getting really shitposty now. <laughs> as if it wasn't before. I think I got shitposty the moment I brought up the guy that, like, Justin's not looking at <laughs> That was great. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was beautiful. Yeah, that was great. Uh, okay, well, let's go, go around, and if there's anything you want to share, um, do so. Uh, first, we'll start with you, Justin. Yeah, I don't really have uh, much going on in my life right now. Um, I wrapped up some projects, and yeah, I guess, like, we do have that Xenojet project coming up that uh, I don't even know if we're going to do much with it. It's more of like we have an idea. We're going to do like a test run. We're going to see how it comes out. It'll probably come out terrible, but we're going to do it anyways. <laughs> it's for fun. It, it's for, it's fun. for fun, first and foremost. And if we like how it comes out, then maybe we'll share it with you guys. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, how about you, Mary? Uh, not much. Losing life on video games, and I'm I checked my timer on Animal Crossing again today, and I'm like, how did I play this game for 
450 hours. <laughs> But yeah, mostly, mostly like been quarantined since like end of March, so not much going on. Just staying at home, playing video games, pretty much it. Gotcha. All right, Brielle, is there anything you would like to share? Um, not too much. I'm I'm an artist, so I draw a lot. That's that's all I've really been doing, as you guys see in the server quite often. Yeah. Um. Is there otherwise, any place? Just oh. Hmm? oh, I was just gonna What's say, it? is there any place that people could go to like find your art? Um. See. What's it? What is it now? Uh, um, not that one. <laughs> not that one. Uh, CB draws. S E A B E E draws. D R A W S. Is that a uh, Twitter? That okay. Is Twitter, okay. Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. I'll I'll be sure to put that in the uh, notes for the episode when it comes out. Hey. All right, Pure, besides your uh, your book, is there anything else you'd like to share? Uh, my, my quote book, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll call it that. Man, I, that adrenaline's wearing down and um, starting to hit me. Just all that shit I said. Anyway, um, uh, just my my Twitter, I guess. Uh, that's where most people would. It's really the only thing you can follow me on. I don't have to plug in that Xenogears thing I worked on because... It came out months ago. Remember, I was talking about like, oh, in the future this will come out. It's out now. It came out forever ago. You probably know about it. Uh, so my Twitter is at Burning Ages. Um, my bio says unwilling Xeno historian, but I actually don't tweet about Xeno that much. And baseball's coming back, so I'm probably going to tweet a lot more about that than I am about video games in like a month. So I'm very sorry, but you can still follow me at Burning Ages. Totally fine. Um, and, um, well, I'm not really doing too much. Um, I think this will be the third episode of Xenochat. I need to edit. I lost all of my progress in the Cosmos episode last night, so I'm kind of bummed about, about that. that. I, like, I mean, I still have all the audio files. I just have to start over. And, uh, now I'm very paranoid about Audacity files and general, but... Yeah, that's all I've got really going on right now. Um, okay. Well, this turned out really good. Um, in the future, I mean, before this, the co I will finish the Cosmos episode. That should be the next one to come out. After that, should be the Queer Theory episode. And then this episode. And we did run a poll about what people wanted us to talk about. And I think... I remember the references uh, between all the Zeno games won, despite what we <laughs> talked about on this episode. Um, so, well, you know, there's a right way to talk about it. It's just, you know. <laughs> uh, God, didn't you guys want me on that one? I mean, or if, if you want to, it, it, it would be great if you could, like, talk about, I don't know, some of the, I don't know, stuff behind the scenes or something of about it that is connected in like a more subtle way between the games but if you don't want to that's totally fine oh man I know I feel really bad about that one because I'm sure someone is gonna walk into that episode and 
you know, or, or somebody there is going to see something. It's, it's, you know, I, I, you know, feels bad, man. Oh. It feels being 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 talking about Zeno feels bad. Oh. <laughs> Don't feel bad. Yeah, that's okay. You, you you're still very insightful, and I I really like really <laughs> like that about your time on this show. I think it's the first time I yeah, it's like the first time I've ever talked about Xeno really, and then get into like weird like nerdy staff stuff that happened in the game, and directing quirks about the game. I think it's the first time that's ever happened. Oh yeah, cool. Well, I definitely love you on the episode, but we can talk about that later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but other than that, um, we have our secret project we're working on, and that's about <laughs> it. Um. All right. Well, thanks again, um, all the guests and everybody for coming down tonight to talk about all this. It, I really had fun with this. So thank you. Yeah, it was fun. Same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is a really good one. And I can't wait to see when uh, Jin or Tyler finishes editing Same. this. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, this is almost three hours long. So I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen with this. Episode. It's gonna be a while till till this comes out. Maybe it'll just it'll, never it'll come be out, good. Tyler. You can just jump out yeah. references. One that's never happened. <laughs> sour little secret. <laughs> it'll it'll come out eventually. It'll just it'll be a long time. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and have a good night. Bye bye. Bye. All right. Take care, everybody. Save the game? Oh, huh. no. Rest in peace, Tyler. Just dropped out a call. <laughs> yeah, he's been having some issues lately. Yeah. Oh, it's all right. It's all yeah. right. As long as Adesti keeps recording, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You just nothing. put a timestamp there. It was like around the 11 minute mark, I think. Yeah, you should. Okay. Okay, yeah, you can uh, go on. <laughs> Oh, I'm 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 done. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. I can't. I can't. I can't. I, well, if you have seen the pilot of Omega Res Novae, please contact security immediately. Uh, this is just for a second, a tiny bit off topic, but uh, man, it's uh really thundering and raining hard over here. I don't know if it's like that for you, Justin, but if it's actually I, not. It's pretty okay right now. I'm like looking outside the window. It is a bit cloudy, but so it's oh, probably gonna come down near me soon. But it's pretty bad here. If my power goes out, we're pretty fucked. So. Oh, oh boy. I wish it was raining here. It's just fireworks going off in the background. It was really nice the other the other night when I was playing Xenoblade Definitive Edition. I was streaming it into Discord and like it was raining outside and it was actually raining in game too and that, that actually felt kind of cool. It was like nice little atmosphere. That's cool. That's always so good. I think it's so nice night when you're playing Xeno.
<laughs> I think it's sunny here, but I'm bored for it. <laughs> yeah, I hope that your electricity doesn't go out. Yeah. Yes, I am. It's an omen. It doesn't want him to talk about Zeno. <laughs> no! Yeah, it, it really doesn't want me to talk about Zeno. It's doing everything it can. I, I even talk talked to my else. friend yesterday in a call. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to be uh, on a Zeno podcast tomorrow again. And he's just like, really? He's like, I'm so sorry to hear that. Like, that was like his immediate response. <laughs> 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 this is from a guy that doesn't actually care about Zeno. So he just has a totally different point of view. He's just like, oh, so sorry. Like, like, like I was going to funeral or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess... If you have seen the pilot of Omega Res Novae, please contact security immediately. Oh, this is maybe a little uh, diverging a little bit, but yeah. And this is this is more for Tyler and Justin because they're in. Oh well, just Justin because Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Tig is back. Maybe I'm back. Oh, yeah, he's back. Okay. Yeah, 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 he's back. Yeah. Anyway, it's... If you have seen the pilot of Omega Res Novae, please contact. Uh oh, I was looking outside. Looks like that storm's finally coming my way. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> well, yeah, we didn't lose fear yet, so I think we're good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really slowed down here, so good luck, Justin. <laughs> 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 much. I'm, you know what I'm gonna do for you, for you two right here? I'm gonna I'm actually right now live on the on the podcast. I'm gonna give you an invite oh, to I haven't invited any of my server in so long, dude. It's been so long. I'm too lazy to do it lately. Everything in that server is kind of a meme, except for production info. That's the only way you're going to find things of actual substance in that one. <laughs> but that's the way cool. Yeah. And and you're going to see the avatar and the, the server name, and you'll be like, wow, you're really trying to hide the fact that this is a server. <laughs> <laughs> How do you? I don't even know. Is there a way to drop an invite in a group, or is it separate? Uh, I don't know. You go into your server. You click the server settings. Um, you hit that little drop-down menu. Invite people. Go to copy the link, and then copy the link and post it into the into the group. Uh, let's see. I'm going to server settings. Is it invites? Yep. It is right. um, not the server settings. It's in the the, dro- the first drop down menu where it says invite people. Also, <laughs> oh, hang on, let's see if I find that. Uh, oh, invite people. Yep. I see. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna put in this server. Yeah, and, and I'm sorry. In the group. <laughs> sorry. All right. I, it. <laughs> I love your definitive yeah, edition. Yeah, like it. Yeah, like my server name. Yes. Like my server go into. Picture. Okay. Go into the de spoilers channel. Oh no. <laughs> No, don't do yes. that. Yes, that's, that's the best channel. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah, it, trust me, you're not going to get spoiled <laughs> anything. Like, dude, I have a whole thread. They, they should see my Twitter thread for Xenoblade DE, quote, DE, Twitter thread from Pure. Oh, God. Oh, my God. All right. I yeah. think we should end, end it here. Please contact security immediately. <laughs>